no two ways about it. I have a close friend that I went to high school with that's um, an executive in Facebook's video department, and she legitimately said there are so many people on Facebook right now that they are terrified every day of the servers crashing, and they're not, not being able to keep the, the application and the network up. So that's a thing. So even more to add to that, and, and especially is it a good time to be advertising on Facebook, you have you have this weird situation, more people online than ever before, and then you have another situation where the marketing budgets are tanking of so many organizations, and so there's even less ads in the ecosystem, and so that's creating an absolutely unique opportunity to advertise on Facebook. That's number one, and this is why it's a yes, but. So is it a great time to advertise on Facebook? Yes, but it's hard. It's hard right now because of the economic climate, because of the fear and all of that. And so you really have to be creative with your ads and creative with your ask. And, you know, we, we, we are still seeing, um, which is just so encouraging, we're still fired up about it, but we're still seeing a tremendous amount of art being sold uh, on a daily basis. And so it absolutely makes sense to go for it. But I think if you go for it just saying, like, I'm going to put my stuff out there to cold traffic, to warm traffic, to whatever, I'm going to try to go for a sale immediately, if you go into it, with 100% getting ROI immediately, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to do that. If you go into it saying, I'm going to go for the sale. I know art is selling, and I might sell some, but I'll also take a ton of new fans, a ton of new followers, a ton of new email addresses, uh, and, and you go into that with that being your objective and having that be your expectation your mindset, I think you're in a great place. That's what I would say. Yeah, and I think, like, the way that we're doing it as a business, right, for art storefronts is, like, it's kind of brand building. You know what I mean? So it's like that's kind of the mentality that you have. If you end up getting some customers from it, great. But, you know, we're we're building our email list, you know, and our following and and stuff like that. So Yeah. And we're still we're still buying ads. Yeah. And 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 you know, there's there's the thing is gonna end and you know, the people that we're really actively marketing during it are gonna be the ones that come out um, in good shape. But I'm gonna Laura, I'm gonna unmute you just in case that if there was any other parts of your questions. Did you look at look at that comment from Rick. I've collected over four hundred email addresses this month via Facebook ads, thinking this will pay off when life gets back to whatever normal will be. That's pretty awesome. Um, obviously it always depends on the cost, but the fact that you're getting the email addresses and they're opting in, um shows that, you know, that it's probably quality traffic. So that's nice. Okay. So okay, Laura, Laura, you're unmuted, so if you wanna if you wanna go, we can probably hear you. I'm sorry. <clears throat> hey Laura, what's the question? Uh oh she's having audio issues. She just unmuted herself, I think. Unmute. Let's try again. Laura, are you there? Okay, yeah, I'm I'm here. Okay, go ahead. So, um, so I'm planning to do three um, each month. I'm doing a giveaway, mm-hmm. and um, I'm not getting a lot of people to sign up, but um, I haven't done any Facebook ads along with it. So mm-hmm. I'm just kind of curious if I have to do the Facebook ads in order to get more um, <clears throat> more leads on these um, on with the giveaways. And also, I've started to do. I only did it twice last Sunday, showing how I'm making a new product. And I got about 40 people at each um, each little live session. Is that a good number or not? Yeah, it's a great number. Are you doing that on Facebook or are you doing that on Instagram? I'm doing that on Instagram. And Wonderful. I just started doing it. And then after each one, I've been um, sending them a little thank you Wonderful. in the thing. And then I just said sign up for the next month. So I think people 
different one, different people are showing up. So I think I'm going to keep on doing it every Sunday at the same time and just kind of showing the process and showing the mistakes too, which is all part of it. What do you think about idea? Yep, and, and we're going to mute you now, and then um, we'll answer that. Yes, uh, 100% great idea. I think, honestly, the arbitrage that's available for Instagram Live right now is absolutely tremendous, like nothing I've ever seen. And we can get into some of the trade craft of it, which, you know, I think is actually pretty important, and I'll probably just show that right now. Let's just see if I can show this. What she just mentioned is an amazing, amazing technique that you can do, because in, in, you guys let me know if my screen's showing. Is it showing? It is, yeah. Okay, it's a little bit of a mess, and I apologize for that. Um, here you are up at the top, and you can see it says your story, right? And just like this was a live that turned into a story. And so you can see in the bottom left-hand corner, you see how there's those 88 people. And so I click on the 88 people, and here are all the people that were on that stream, right? Like, you know, for, for a lot of people, and I should back up by saying this, if you have a large Instagram following, um, and again, Rachel directed at you, it is very, very easy to get a tremendous amount of people on your screen, right? If you don't, then it ends up being crickets because you just don't have that many fans. Now, I can talk about some strategies to get around that, but this sort of ties into that. Is like, if you, even if you have like seven or eight people on your screen, you just come here, and again, let me just show you one, one more time so it's easy. You just come right in here, your story, and you, you go to this little thing in the bottom left-hand corner which shows how many people are on it, and these are all the people that were on it. You can just, as simple as this, one click, and I can send that person a message. Thanks so much for watching the stream. I really appreciate it. So what a fantastic opportunity to come in here after the fact and just do serious hand-to-hand -hand combat um, and, and get things going. And I would also say further, the fact that you can right now leverage Instagram um, live to essentially have a video chat with somebody one-on-one, um, -on -one, and we'll try to demonstrate that a little bit later if my phone isn't so finicky. Um, is an absolutely fantastic way to do co-branding type of experiments or co-conversations with other people that, you know, they have some followers you'd like access to, you have some followers they'd like access to. Hey, let's do one of these chats together. We're going to talk for a couple hours uh, and, and just do it. And you hold the phone, and Instagram's technology is so fantastic on this. And once more people figure it out, my guess is their servers will blow up and not be able to do it. But right now, it is a gold rush. So that that would be the answer on that one. And, and Nick, you've done a couple. I mean, you you did one with how many guests this weekend? I don't know how many total ended up being on it at the end of the day, but it was. No, no. How many people you interviewed? Like. You oh talked. yeah, yeah. I was. I talked to at least. I want to say eight to ten art storefronts members mm -hmm. on Saturday morning, mm -hmm. um, answering questions. I think it was mostly people who couldn't uh, couldn't be at the at the session on Friday. So. Yeah. So incre incredible arbitrage. Really highly recommend people do it. Okay, next. Well, um, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. For Laura, yeah. if you're – the big problem that you mentioned there that needs to be discussed is that if the giveaways are not working right off the bat, like you said, you've done a couple of them, and, uh, you know, you talked about doing Facebook ads. You don't necessarily need to do Facebook ads. That's one way of doing things. But if you don't know who your target audience really is, you might end up spending a lot of money. Um, you're going to hear me say this a lot today, guys. Uh, it, it's definitely a common pattern. But um, what you should do what, or what you need to be doing is you need to make sure that you're, you're fishing in other ponds, not just that one pond, which is your current email list and your current social following, right? And the way that you're going to do that is by following the resource that we have for Art Storefronts members. It's called um, the Ideas for Generating Leads, right? And it's an aggregation of all the tactics that we've suggested and that Art Storefronts members have done on their own 
um, to generate leads. In other words, to like fish in other ponds. So instead of having one giveaway, one fishing pond, you know, your, which is your current email list and audience, I want you to have like 10 of them going. So I want you to work through that list and, um, and find the things that you can do right now. Some of them you obviously can't as a result of the pandemic. There's some, you know, in-person stuff, but the main one that we are advocating on there is, um, is the, uh, contacting the Facebook group owners and in, you know, influential Instagram accounts. Um, and we have a whole playbook for it. I won't go over, go over the whole thing. It's in the show notes. Taylor, can you put that in the show notes? Um, and it's on that list and, uh, it's in, it's also in the pandemic response kit. You guys, if you go to the marketing resource vault, and by the way, the way to get there is just if you're in your site manager, there's the top bar across the top of your screen. If you hover over, um, marketing resources, uh, you will see marketing resource vault there. It'll take you right to the marketing resource vault. And if you scroll down, you should see the pandemic response kit right there in big and bold letters. And uh, there's a bunch of resources there that um, we are um, uh, aggregating in order to give everyone, all, like, everything that we've been discussing about this current time and what you should be doing from a marketing standpoint. Um, it includes, like, a whole session that we did on unconventional ideas as well. Yeah, and to, and to follow up, like, if I was just launching right now, okay, I just launched my store two weeks ago, the, the contest giveaway, the original playbook that we came up with, absolutely works amazingly well for some people. When I say some people, for whatever reasons, and we can't get into the, the circumstances every single solitary time, it's a chicken and the egg thing, right? Like, which came first, a chicken or the egg? If you don't have enough engagement early on to get it started, then it doesn't end up working. If you do, and if you follow it and, you know, you leverage family and friends and everything you've got, you've got to throw the kitchen sink at it, then you can get enough engagement for it to work and, and for it to get rolling. And, you know, some of the results we're seeing even now, like, 100, 200, 300 emails on person, person's first contest that they've ever run in a couple of sales. And it's like, that is why that contest works so well. So I recommend starting with one. And if you don't, if it's crickets, you know what? That happens sometimes. Pivot immediately to, to the Facebook group and Instagram uh, uh, influencer strategies that we have because there's already attention there. You're not going to need to generate a bunch of it on your own. And then when you have enough, you know, you have some Facebook likes, you have some Instagram likes, you have an email list, then you can pivot back to the contest strategy and it'll work fantastically well. Yeah, and by the way, like, I think this is a point that we haven't made yet that, like, is just really important is even if the, the giveaways, the giveaway strategy is working for you, you still need to do these other things, right? It's yeah. never enough. Like, you'll grow way faster if you're, if you're fishing in these other ponds and you're, you're getting your art in front of way more people and eyeballs, right? That's right. That's right. So it's for everybody. So it either the giveaway works for you in the beginning if you have a, a following and an email list of people that are quality and they're qualified and they might buy from you. That's why I believe it works for some people right off, off the bat and for others it doesn't. Because if the people that you have are like friends and, you know, they're not buyers and they're like kind of tire kickers, then it is what it is. Some people have, have people on their following right off the bat that are like ready to buy and are signing up and things like that. So... So it doesn't matter one way or the other. You still got to work through that list, and you still got to be doing these strategies so that you can get more leads in constantly. Yep. Okay. I'm going to pivot to Melissa Marks. Melissa, you're unmuted. Go ahead. Hi. How are you guys doing? Hey, Melissa. Um, so I've been um, following on Facebook on the the art storefronts, um, the small wins, and I just had a couple of questions about. Um, 
So I, I have a business Facebook and Instagram page, but I also have a personal Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been posting to all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like a lot of people are saying to not post um, your business stuff to your personal page. Um, I mean, I've invited all of the people from my personal page to like my business page um, and just still trying to get it out there. What do you guys think about, you know, just posting my stuff with a link to my website on my personal page as well? Yep, I think you should do both. I think we're talking about, you know, your short-term and your long-term strategy, right? Mm-hmm. So when you when you talk about your personal page, your personal page is going to get way more action right now. So if you right. want a short-term strategy to, you know, to just inject some traffic into the system, some attention, absolutely use that one. And then continue building your business, your business page. But yeah, for right now, especially like, you know, desperate times, desperate measures, all of your Facebook fan, friends are probably online a significant amount. Like, absolutely right. do what you have to do on the personal page right now. Cause right now it's just about doing the best you can, you know, during the time and during the circumstances. Your friends aren't going to see any, every post anyway. So don't worry. You know, right. you're just going to end up getting more exposure. No one, no one's okay. like, no one's going to see everything. So you're going to be okay. Okay. Awesome. So yeah. And eventually, eventually you'll have so many other, people following you and leads if you're, if you're following these things and you know what I mean? That it, the point will be moot at a certain point. So just do whatever you got to do right now and then you'll eventually transition and you'll know the right time when you just start posting from your, your regular page. Okay. Yep. The business page. Okay. And then with the, the emails, how, how often do you guys recommend on, um, I said a, a check-in email to all of my, the people on my list. Um, I have 93 people on my list, um, very slowly growing, but I'm getting there. Um, so I, I sent in the, the check-in email, hey, I hope everybody's well, um, all of that good stuff. And I'm like, okay, I just added a bunch of new stuff to my website. If you guys are, you know, bored, come take a look, come pay me a visit. I'd love to see you there. Um, and unfortunately, I had five people unsubscribe, <laughs> That's right. which is a real yeah. bummer. Um, so No, it's, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Don't let yeah. that bother you one iota. It, it, by the way, you have, you have to say that every time because it takes a little while to get up, over that bridge. But those people right. that were going to buy, they, they, they weren't interested. They, I'm sure they love you. You have been there in the first place. But, yeah, they, it doesn't matter. Bye. Bye. Okay. Better for everybody we see you later. Just just let me just take that weight off your shoulder. This is me lifting it up and throwing awesome. it off to the side. It's gone. Okay. Do not worry about it. Don't even look at it. Um, you know, it it is useful sometimes in situations, I mean, the unsubscribe rate. You know, to to measure if you're emailing too much versus too little. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you don't have to worry about it, especially when the email list is small. Just keep rolling. Okay, so like what once a week? So how, yeah. So how often are you emailing them? Um, I'm trying. I've been doing like twice a month. Um, I just don't know if that's often enough. I just don't want to continue that um, unsubscribe rate. You know, I don't want to. Yeah, don't worry about the unsubscribe rate. Our so much that, yep. that I'm I'm just losing people left and right. Um, oh, so I, you, I just wasn't sure. You know what? Are you following the art marketing calendar? Um, yes, I, I am really trying on. Because I would email I, as much as we're telling you to email on there. Like it's, okay. it's whatever the frequency is on there, it's fine. Uh, okay. If you're if you're above that, then maybe you might want to be concerned. But if you're doing that or less than that, then you're then you're fine. Okay. Then you're okay. fine. Yeah. This, this, don't don't ever. I mean, I think every, as, as Pat said, every single one of us has been at the spot where you worried about your unsubscribes, right? I've, I've been there too. And I can happily report to you today that I do not think about it one bit, and I haven't for probably, I don't even know, five, seven, ten years, you know? Because when because there's a, there's another thing that's really important too, is that your, your email deliverability 
you know, you like it's it's kind of known that like Gmail and all these different like email clients have like a deliverability score of some sort, right? And the less people that are like opening your emails and marking them as spam and things like that, or like the more people that are marking them as spam in that case, the worse off you are, you know? And so you when you realize that, you realize that you really want to only have people that are that are worthwhile on your list. If they don't want to be there, get off. Like, thank you. You know what I mean? Because all that's going to mean is that your email deliverability is going to get better and protected over time. So it's all good. Okay. Yeah, you just need a lot, lot, lot more, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. A ton more. So, again, as I said, I'm going to be a broken record today and probably always. That list for generating new leads and this strategy we're talking about is exactly what you want to be focusing on. Awesome. You know? Thank you. You Great. got it. Thanks, Melissa. Okay, Richard, you're up. You're unmuted. What's your question, Richard? Uh, hi, everybody. Um, I'm looking for a little uh, guidance about moving from the widest part of the funnel, which is where I think my Facebook ads are directed now, and I feel like I'm getting traction there. But I want to know how the quality or nature of my ads changes when I try to reach out, reach back to those folks now who have gotten familiar with me and, and so on. I haven't seen um, a clear description of how the nature of the marketing message changes, for example, and how to make sure I know I'm reaching the folks who have already made a first or second visit to my site. Thanks. Okay, so the first things first is let's Let's make sure that the traffic you're bringing in is quality and worthwhile. Um, so what is the contact conversion rate percentage, you know, of, of your Facebook traffic, roughly, from those ads? Do you know? Uh, let me see if I can – I have my page up, so maybe I can grab it right away without taking up too much time. So that should be – that number should be um, 5% approximately or higher with Facebook ads. When you're first starting out with Facebook ads, it could be a little bit lower until you tighten up the targeting um, and and get it a little bit better. Okay, the contact created conversion rate? Yes. Uh, I've got a half a percent at facebook.com slash referral. I've got 8% uh, where it just says direct. What's the one that has the most traffic? Uh, that first one, the Facebook.com. And how many were there? Uh, for the last month, 579 sessions. Okay. And then what about the other one that had the 6%? Or the 8%, I think. Yeah, um, 37 sessions. Okay. So in total, you can see there that the traffic that you're bringing in, like, is basically not that high of quality. Okay. Um, because if I take the average of both of those, you're well under 5%, right? right like you're probably right. what, you know, maybe like under a half a percent or something like that. And so, you know, that's the, that's, that's, that's the, uh, that's the focus right there, right? That's actually the real problem is, um, you know, you, you need to make sure that those people are opting into your lead capture tool and you need to make sure that your lead capture tool is set up according to best practices. You're, is the lead capture according to best practices? Like you're doing like 20% off, or did you change that? Nope. Uh, it's the 
the same templated message um, as as normal. When Perfect. I look at the detective, I see a lot of my visitors are are one and done. They they click once yeah. and they're gone. So, and I'm using, I mean, I'm targeting uh, creating custom audiences, kind of following John Lechner's uh, methods that he described in some of his videos, and some audiences um, seem to give me better uh, traction than others. That was part of the experiment was crafting these different audiences to see who was resonating with my messages. But yeah, I think you're right. I'd like to get people who say engage with me a little better than what I'm getting now. Yeah, it's a targeting problem. It always is on Facebook. You know, um, I mean, we, we are experts on Facebook ads. We've spent millions and millions of dollars on it. And I can promise you that it's always a targeting problem. I mean, even today, we have our own targeting problems, you know? And so that's the, that's what you kind of have to hack away at in order to find, you know, the, the higher quality. And you'll know when you get it because that contact conversion rate will go up, you know? You're ultimately trying to maximize that number because it's the first signal that tells you that you've got a quality audience coming in and that will eventually, you know, purchase from you down the road. So that's the way, I mean, it's, it's, it's much too long of a discussion and to go over like every nuance of Facebook ads. But Pat, do you have any, did, did you do something on this? Do you have a resource for him that we can pass along? Yeah, we do. Talk? Yeah, we do. And so I made the complete guide Facebook ads for photographers and artists. Uh, Taylor, get a link to this and put it in show notes, please. Um, Richard, have you seen that by any chance? Uh, I may have looked at it once, but I'm glad for the refresher. Okay. Yeah, so the whole thing starts with a podcast where I advocate what my strategy is for most artists where they should get started with Facebook ads, and then I literally walk you through. I think there's, you know, eight or nine or ten videos that walk you through step-by-step step every single solitary part of it, and you can, you can watch the whole thing in a couple hours, and it'll severely level up your, so, uh, your, your advertising. So 68 ASF members on this chat, are we all target? I mean, if we all create our – Facebook uh, audience is the same. Are we all hitting up the same viewers, or I mean, do we each have our each have our niche audiences? Yeah, yeah, you have your niche audiences. It's meaning it's that that means nothing. Got it. Yeah, and and of of the people that are on here, maybe one or two are doing Facebook ads. I don't think many people the are. Cold, the cold traffic. The cold. The cold traffic. The cold traffic. Yeah. Um, okay, I see the link, Patrick. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Patrick. Okay, John. Richard, ultimately, ultimately, the way that you're going to get a high ROI on your on your ads is by finding people that like are spe specifically uh, connected to your type of subject matter, as opposed to just like any high net worth individual, for example, right? So, like, that's where the targeting will 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 really hone in for for anyone that's doing Facebook ads. Yep. Okay, John Davis Held, you're up. I'm going to unmute you. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. No, it's a pleasure. Hey, John. Yeah, I've really appreciated all your presentations, and I just tore apart my website based on that. Our focus for the last year has been galleries. We've managed to go from one really good gallery to three good galleries in the last year. And hopefully they'll still be open for five months because they've been selling a lot of my art. Having reworked things, it's created some problems. For instance, galleries hate it when you sell prints of the work to their, their customers. They want these very unique. Uh, it's a little bit tricky making sure that 
all of our prices are set right according to the galleries because we have one really good gallery who just never gives people a deal, they say. So, and we're not quite sure just what to focus on as far as fine art. Having done uh, New York City Art Expo a year ago, a lot of people like my old children's book illustrations, whereas I'm kind of known for my skies and lately a lot of my still lifes have been selling too. So I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, so with the galleries, um, you know, I think there's a couple of ways to play that. And I think like, um, it, you know, what I've seen a lot of people do is whatever piece you're going to give them, like, you know, you might not even sell prints of that piece, you know? Like, I don't know how many pieces you're giving them, but, like, you kind of give them an exclusive on that, and if you sell it on your own website, the original, um, then you share the commission or whatever, you know, you kind of – the split, the split, like, is the same or maybe just flipped. Um, exactly the way I do it. I promise okay. always, you know, there will be no prints done of – Perfect. Okay, so then what, what – this, what's the problem then with them now, or, or do you kind of have that settled? It's a lot of problem with your site. I, I don't know if you could pull up my website, but it's a little easier to explain if you take a look. Yeah, Patrick, can you pull that up? Yeah, what's the URL? JohnDavisHeld.com. John JohnDavisHeld.com. While that's being pulled up, what I did, I used to have front page. This is what's in each gallery. I've now put everything on the kitchen sink approach on the front page as far as that goes. And I'm hoping that I can actually get some statistics about what people really like. For instance, um, there's a still life on the right. There's a children's book type illustration on the second row in the middle. Uh, some of these, as you can kind of see, like if you stop scrolling a little bit, um, you can see that like in the blue lakes, for instance, kind of at the top, it says about available at the gallery to May. I had to use the field for mm. the size, which took off the caps, but this way, some of this stuff can go right to them. If you look at that, on the middle of that boat, just prints, essentially, because I own that piece. Sunswept is an example of where I could be selling this or myself, so I tried putting everything there with the thought that it gives you some credibility to collectors if you're in nice galleries, I'd say there. But I don't know quite what your thoughts are as far as that goes. I'm kind of pushing the template a little far. Yeah, I, I have some sort of um, pointed opinions, if you will, on it. And, you know, if you're selling well in the galleries, that's fantastic. And obviously the last thing you want to do is cannibalize that. They are a dying breed. Um, they're, they're going the way of the dinosaurs, most of them, not all of them, like the good ones are going to survive, I think. And boy, as the boat is sinking, they are kicking and screaming and making demands that are absolutely outrageous. But you know what? They can do that if they're bringing you attention and they're bringing sales. I use the, the analogy of, he's an artist on our platform, Matthew Laka. Okay. And he just did a show, I think like three months ago now in Canada, he sold, I think all in, he's a little bit over $100,000 for the art on the show. And he had to do the 50-50 split. Um, that was a split that he had worked out with the gallery. Um, the gallery does not like him um, selling stuff on his site at all. They complain about it repeatedly. Uh, he's told them to pound sand. And what was interesting is, and in, in, I have a playbook 
that we ran for his pre-show that, that needs to be released. I need to say that. But what we found was is that he's very active on social media. He's got 60,000 Instagram followers, I think, 20,000 Facebook followers, a healthy YouTube channel. He brought the majority of the buyers in. A little bit over half of the buyers that bought that $100,000 worth of art at that gallery show, he brought. That was his list. And that's a very frustrating thing to then have to pay 50% to a gallery when they were your buyers that came in. So that was a very difficult situation for him. But I also, you know, see the value of being in a gallery. And for a guy like Matthew, and you're very similar in, your, in terms of your pricing, and, you know, not necessarily the work, but the pricing can be up there. If you look at the gallery as just a way to get collectors back on your list and you know that a gallery is going to bring those to you and you're going to figure out a way where you can grab them, I think the relationship makes a ton of sense. But, I, you know, I think if you are working on building your website traffic and building your social and building your Facebook and, and spending a ton of time on that, that, once you have it, is such a level of power. You have so much more leverage over the gallery relationship. It's crazy. And... You know, you have, to, you have to approach each one of those relationships a little bit differently. But if you're selling well in them, I don't know. I, I mean, depending on who the gallery owner is, I would do some serious pushback on what you're allowed to sell online and be like, look, I'm marketing the crap out of myself. I'm driving people from my website, my efforts, my ads into your gallery, which I'm taking a 50% haircut. So if I want to sell stuff on my website, that's what I'm going to do. And start with that fronting and then, you know, <laughs> easier easier to beg forgiveness than ask permission situation, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 there's no right answer to this one. It's, it's a case-by-case basis on how you play. I, so. I, what, what, what Patrick is saying, like, the, the, like the, if you want to use the proper, term, like, business terminology, is like there's indirect selling, right? And selling indirectly is when you're selling indirectly through somebody else, like a reseller. Okay, so that selling indirectly is like selling through galleries versus building a direct business, right? But you're doing both. You, that's why you've made the decision to be here, right? So if my, my opinion is, is the same, is that if the galleries are working for you, whichever ones are, sell through them and, until, and ride that as long as it lasts while you're also building a direct business. Now, John, you asked about the website. I mean, I don't have a problem with the way that you set that up. I've never seen it done that way. Um, I think, all, like, another way that you, like, I mean, I, like, I would, I would potentially, um, I've seen some people, uh, uh, well, something that you could do is you could, you could um, put those images specifically that are sold in the galleries in, like, a gallery section, you know, on the, on the navigation menu and have a hover. And it's then, already uh, there. What's that? It's already there. Yeah, and, and what was the homepage is now the gallery section. Got it. Okay. So, um, well, I mean, what I, was, what I was thinking there is that they might not have the prominence on your homepage, you know, because you're selling the stuff that you're marketing and you're spending your time and money on, right? And so if somebody went up there and found it and they end up buying it, great, whatever, right? But it's not necessarily in your main thing of images. Now, you would make the decision to have it in your main thing of, of images um, if you believe that you're getting some sort of brand credibility like you mentioned, right? Or, I mean, you know, I, I, I just, I, I think also, like, why not, why not just have a price on there and sell it, right? Now, um, you can put those products into a different store, right? Like, you can create a separate warehouse, and, and then you can have your lead capture tool not apply to those, okay? So they can't be discounted. And that should make the gallery happy, right? 
Well, they're not happy if I discount them, and they're not. They're, you, you can lose a gallery if they think you're undercutting them. Right. So you could set those up so they're just never – they can't be discounted. And then you put in the description, like, available at such and such gallery, or you can buy – or as seen in this gallery, you know, and – and then, but you will also take the transaction if somebody wants to buy it, you know. And then you, like you said, you already did the deal where you'll split it with them, you know. So that's the way that you can get around it and still offer. And so I've seen people do that. Um, other other art storefronts members do that where they say like, you know, save twenty percent on your first store, and they put a little modification on there that's like, you know, um, with exception of the uh, the art that is. Um, you know, uh, listed or shown or whatever, whatever you want to say at such and such galleries, you know, or at, you could even use a catch-all like at external galleries, right? And then you could asterisk those products when you're actually in the short description when they're looking at them and those are just excluded, you know? Yeah. Cool. Does that answer your question? It, it does. I really appreciate it. And I probably ought to move on, but I, if got any words about advertising and fine art kind of sort of, with your guys' experience, others might be interested in too. In a magazine? Yeah. I have never seen anybody do that. Um, gosh, it's been a long time. I mean, I don't, I don't know a single art storefronts member that has done that. Um, I've done a lot of print advertising in my day, back in the day. I kind of stopped um, and did everything digital for many, many years now. Um, I don't know if the art, I mean, what does it even cost to do one in there right now? It's pricey. It'd be a long term thing. Uh, they've got 20 billionaires. They've got, you know, the 1% really like it. Some, some artists have this really pulled them up to the next stage where your price level gets tripled because you've become a name and, and a brand. And that's not a bad thing. It's something we're considering. Yeah, yeah, I mean, send, send us send us the uh, the kit that they sent you, the the rate sheet. I'd like to actually see that. Yeah, I'm ha we're happy to work through that with you. If you want to get get all the details and like think about what you're considering, post it in the small wins group, um, and then uh, you know uh, our team can notify like Patrick and I when you do that, and uh, we can look at it because there might be something that they offer that might look good. You know, like sometimes like. Uh, you know, they might have, like, a certain type of an ad, and you might be able to talk to them, and you, and you can, first of all, you can always negotiate with the magazines. Always. You know? Um, and, Definitely right now, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, and the reason I stopped doing the print ads is because um, they stopped working. They, they used to work really well in, like, the early 2000s. And then over, like, 2005, 2007, 2009, they just stopped working. I mean, we used to, like, it was with my other company, Breathing Color, we used to advertise in, like, these photography magazines like Rangefinder and I forget what some of the names are. I don't even know if they're in business anymore, frankly. But they worked at one point, and then they just stopped working. And I was like, geez. You know, and the other thing, too, is that if you, if you really want to, like, if you're going to blind target or, I mean, like, blanket target, a magazine like that, there might be a way of doing that differently online and get a better ROI for your money. I don't know. It's worth it's worth exploring. Cool. Thank you there's, so much. There was two. There was two um, good notes too in the chat um, from Christina talking about performance clauses, and then also I think Chris had a very good point. So 
there's a few mouse at the bottom and there's like this little chat window thing. Uh, you should read those. I think those are good. Yeah, and also, John, like, you definitely should post that in the small wins group to see if anybody comes out of the woodwork that's an art storefront member that's done it recently. Like, I don't know offhand, but I would definitely do that. Cool. Okay. Nice notes, too. Thank you, folks. Yeah, of thanks. Course. Okay, next up is Steve. Steve, going to unmute you right now. Okay, you're hey, good. how you doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Yeah. How you doing? Hey, Steve. Awesome. Thanks. Um, thanks for doing this, you guys. This is, this is really helpful, um, especially when this downtime. Um, I really have two questions, mm -hmm. uh, so I thought I'd throw them out first, and we can clarify them later. One is probably fairly simple: is uh, Mailchimp. What's the difference between a free account and a paid account? Because uh, I used to do constant contact, and it seemed like I got a higher hit rate, but I had to pay to be in constant contact. And that's just a small question. The bigger question I want to ask is. Um, I was going down a trade show route this year, um, partly um, from different advice I've gotten from you guys, and, and um, so it got canceled, of course, like everything else. And then they reached out to me and offered me the every attendee's email. Um, oh, which trade show was it? It was International Lingerie Show in Las Vegas. My art is somewhat sensual, but not really. I mean, it's it's more playful than... You know, it's not exotic or erotic or anything like that. Um, but I was trying to trying to get into a new market, um, and I was looking at based on you know our conversations online, small wins. You know, who is your audience? And so I thought, oh, what the heck? I'll go down there and see what happens. But what, I'm not what, really sure. What do they want to charge you? What do they want to charge you for that? Um, it's a thousand dollars for 1,900 emails, or and that's limited information, like just the email and the company name and the person's name, and then fifteen hundred dollars for 1,900 emails for um, geography and all that other stuff. Yeah, so I'd call them back right now and be like, "Look, this 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 COVID thing, pandemic is on. I know your business is hurting, my business is hurting. You know, I'll give you 250 bucks for all of them." Oh, really? Just kind yeah. of offer them? Yep. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll tell you this too. I guarantee you the guy that's – the company that's reaching out to you, it's the same company that sends me these all the time um, for years. And because uh, there's these big trade shows. We bought them. We bought them. We went through this. I mean, Patrick and I did years ago, and, and we bought a bunch of them from, like, the Framing Expo and the this show and the that show, you know, uh, and they never panned out. They were worthless. Really? They were totally worthless. Yeah. And I think, I mean, the but I actually think it's worth a shot. I, I think it's worth a shot for 250 bucks. If, you know. I think it is. I think it is for, for, for that price. And here's the thing. It's a digital product for them. So they'll take whatever they can get at the end of the day. They don't care. They, yeah, honestly, they, they don't They may say no. And then they may say last chance. And then just hit them on that last day and just say, hey, I've got the 200. It's all I can do. I'm, a, I'm just a photographer over here, right? Or, yeah. or, or, or are you a photographer, Steve, or a painter? Painter. Painter. Okay, yeah. I'm just a painter here. That's all I can afford. I mean, you could even go lower. They'll probably do it. You know? Yeah, and then and then not only that, don't be afraid to stand on it either. If they say, yeah, sorry, we just can't do that, shut up. Don't say anything else. Say, okay, that's just too expensive for me. I just wanted to give it a shot. Hope, hope to do business with you guys in the future. And then watch I'll be back. They'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> and you'll get it for right right. Now, now the, the, thing, the, the overall point of, of you may run into this or you may not, but there's just such a big difference between people opting in to your list Versus just like cold emailing them out of the blue, it's like that's what you're gonna find. And people are gonna be like, "What is this? Where I didn't sign up for this," you know. Right. And so you're gonna get a lot of that. Um, 
you could get some flack from the emailing companies as well for for like uploading a list of people that you didn't opt, that didn't opt in. So you have to be careful with that. You might have to email them like through Gmail um, outside of like Mailchimp. I would recommend maybe doing that on your first one. Um, and uh, if you get the list, come back, report what you did, and then we'll give you the full tactical playbook. Yeah, there's a tactical for you. You got to scrub the list first. Yeah, yeah. No. And, and we'll we'll go through the whole thing if you end up buying it. It's yeah, and then yeah, your, your first back question, first uh, Mailchimp free versus paid. It's just a list thing, and there's nothing different going on there with like deliverability. Not deliverability. There's there's bells and whistles. It's it's worth going paid. This is gonna this is gonna be your 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 main email product. It's just it's worth going paid. There's there's a number of different things. Well, we could probably Taylor knows better because I haven't been poking around with nothing in years. But it's it's this is just a cost of doing business. You got to do it. Okay. Yeah, because constant contact I was paying for, and it just seemed like I had a higher hit rate. Certainly more feedback. Like I, I'm doing a a, a, sh- uh, a giveaway right now, and um, I've had three people come back to me, which I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah, I mean, when you're dealing with like it depends on how how big your list is, because if you don't have enough people on your list, you it's you're not there's. It, you're not going to have the statistical significance, you know. I think Mailchimp yeah. is way more legitimate. Um, they're a billion-dollar company than than Constant Contact. Constant Contact, you know, it's been around for a while. I'm not saying that they're not legitimate, but um, but that that wouldn't be the reason. It wouldn't be like a, the reason why the performance would be different. I don't think every email is different. And to in order to to do apples to apples, you'd have to send one in one and one in the other. You know what I mean? And then like probably do that test quite a few times to really see. I mean, we've done this ourselves on a lot of different platforms. Sometimes we think that that's happening. We, you know, we're using like all sorts of different stuff and we go back and forth just to test it. And every time that we do, nothing ever happens. We, we kind of all, we kind of always go back to the main one that we're using, you know? Yeah. It's a wash. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good question. Thanks guys. Yeah. Thank you. Um, okay, Gretchen, you're up. I'm going to unmute you. And, and one quick um, follow-up to that before. You know, it brings up a really good idea, which is, like, if there are trade shows that, that gel with your niche, and even if you didn't attend, you could probably call those folks up right now and make deals for their list. You know, they would they would fire sale those things, whatever the trade show is, whatever the niche is, and they all have lists. They've all been peddling these lists forever. And it's, it, that's that's a nice little unconventional hack right there. I like that. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to mention it to mention it. The HD Expo. The HD Expo is kind of a known, like, like it's like one of the biggest hospitality shows. And we used to do that show back in the day at Breathing Color. For those of you who don't know, uh, Breathing Color is a, it's a company I started in 2003, manufacturer of canvas, fine art paper, photography papers. Um, and... Uh, and so we used to do that show, and the reason we did that show is because the printing companies who um, – and we were selling to, like, you know, we, we would sell to anybody who was printing art or photography. And the, the very big accounts would be there that were dealing with hotels, interior designers, and things like that. So it's actually an interesting list to maybe try to go after to – if you're – like, because the interior designers and, like, those types of jobs, like, those people are at that show. Okay, Gretchen, you're next. Going to unmute you. Okay. Thanks. Hey, hi guys. Thanks hey, a lot. Gretchen. Yeah, good to see you guys. You too. Every other day. <laughs> uh, just a quick question on TikTok. What's your thoughts on how TikTok has suddenly become so popular and hopping in there? And what do you think of on 
you know, like the giveaway videos out on that? What do you think? Yeah, I think you, you can't be emotional, okay, about the fact that TikTok owns a tremendous amount of attention. So I'm not going to worry about the fact that it's a Chinese-owned entity and I don't trust the owners any further than I can throw them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I agree. That, that part infuriates me. But independent of that, they have a ton of attention. The customer base, obviously, the age, the age group on there is going to be significantly younger. But that being said, it's absolutely worth a test right now. There are more people on that, on that app than, than ever, ever before seen. And I think you give it a shot okay. uh, and, you, and, you, and you take a look. Like, everything's on the table right now. Get creative. I, I, say, I, would, I would try to shoehorn the stuff. Like, if you look at the art marketing calendar and, uh-huh. like, what we're telling you to post on Facebook and Instagram, try to shoehorn that also into TikTok. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay. And, see, and see what happens and then watch your, watch your stats. Right. You, what you want to see, the way that you're going to find out whether it's a good channel or not, is if you go into your stats section in the Art Storefront Site Manager and you go to the Conversion Doctor report and you see if those people are opting in to your lead capture, which is the contact conversion rate, right? That's, right. That's, whether it's Pinterest or it's TikTok, it doesn't matter, or it's, uh, you know, a list that you're emailing, like, because you should tag those things specifically with a UCM tag. Um, uh, and, and, and that's the way that you judge the quality of that source. Okay. Hey, and Nick, um, since Breathing Color is your company, um, yeah. uh, the Breathing Color watercolor paper, what's your thoughts on that for photos? I'm only on the board. I'm, I'm okay. a shareholder. I'm on the board now for the last few years. So which one are you referring to? Well, it's, it's, in the, it's one of those selections of paper, and it's really the only textured paper that we have in our storefront. Um, for printing on photos on it. And are you on graphic dimensions? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I totally recommend it. There's a presentation that I did on graphic dimensions. Um, It should be in the group, and it should be in the vault. Taylor, let's get that in the show notes if we can. And I I went through all the media types, and I gave my specific recommendation. Oh, okay. I was 100% on that. I jumped on graphic dimensions when you first switched to that from Scott. It's great. I, I enjoy it. I really do. Yeah. Um, have you seen that video or no? I have not seen that okay. video. Yeah. You'll want to watch that because what I'm doing is I'm trying to give you guys the inside information on what media types are, like, super high quality but are oh. also very competitively priced because yeah. there's a lot of marketing nonsense that's built into those papers and canvases, and I don't want you guys to fall for it. Yeah. Sorry to say it, but it's just the truth. Like, yeah. I know everything. I know every brand. I know where everything is made. I know Hanna Mule. I know, I know, no, everything, well, I know everything. So, I, you know what I mean? Like, there's, I don't, you guys are not going to get, you know, taken for a ride. You guys need to offer the best products for the best price. And so that way, because all it is at the end of the day is just profit margin for you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, if you have a product that's really good and it's archival and nobody can tell the difference, like, and you're paying, like, $40 less for a print, like, that's money in your pocket. And you guys need all of that. By the way, the um, metal mat that you guys have on Graphic Dimensions is stunning for black and white. Oh, awesome. It is really I, – I had some in a gallery show, and, man, those just – people just went nuts, and I sold those. And, and I kept weird. some of them for myself because they're just – the mat I prefer much over the, the gloss. It just makes a big difference. If you do a TikTok, by the way, and even in your – Facebook and Instagram, people aren't doing this enough, and we're really trying to push it. Like, show your product. Okay. Like, show those. You know what I mean? Like, people okay. people too often are – photographers and artists too often just post their image on there, 
as opposed to the product itself. Like, you're selling a product. You know what I mean? Show people the different products. Show them a canvas print. Show them the size. Show them the angles. Show them it in the light. You know, okay. show them the metal print. Talk about what you love about that metal print. Okay. You know what All I mean? All right. Yeah, I can talk. That's for sure. <laughs> cool, Gretchen. Thank you. Okay, guys. Thank you. Bye. Okay, Kelly, you are up. You're unmuted. Kelly Merker. Sorry, because there's two Kellys. Oh, nope. Just kidding. I didn't unmute you yet. Night. Ah, I think, Kelly, I think you have a mic issue because I'm trying to unmute you. Oh. Kelly, you there? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Hey, <laughs> sorry about that. That was me. So I'm pretty new. My site just went live. I'm in the process oh, of getting job. ready. Thank you. I'm in the process of getting ready for my giveaway. Um, I have a slow start but decent following on Instagram, but I keep having um, – People reach out to me on Instagram wanting, I guess, to, I don't know if collaborate is the right word, but wanting me to pay them mm -hmm. for them to post my images on their Instagram. Oh. I just don't know if that's a good return on my investment. Like, one that reached out was had about 140,000 followers. Mm -hmm. So they're asking for a certain amount for, you know, one share or two share or three shares. I mean, mm -hmm. different images. So I didn't know what your thoughts were on that. I, we love this. We love this. Now, them reaching out, uh, I don't necessarily know. It's, it's sort of flattering that they're reaching out. They're going on to the uh, outreach programs now. Normally, you have to reach out to them. But it, 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 it scares me a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's better to pick the ones that you think are the best because they all, they, they all do it. But I think it's fantastic, but there's rules um, to winning with this, which is, one, we think you should do a print giveaway with it, okay? And so okay. you just – Get, like We have a whole playbook on this, but I'll just say this really quickly. Fantastic way, especially when you're getting started, because they have all the attention, and you're basically paying them for the attention. We like doing it with the print giveaway, so you don't give them any money at all. You just say, hey, you know, you have this great list. You want to keep this list entertained. Obviously, you know, you like my art. If you're, if you're going to use the one, you know, you weren't doing the outreach with this, like, hey, the one that responded to you in the DM. Um, if you think of it as, like, no different than an ad cost, you know, you're going to send a, a shipped print to them for $150, $200, whatever it costs. Um, you do that and not pay them and, and just say, I'll give ship, printed and shipped, free order. We can run a little giveaway to your audience any which way you want to do it. Um, we can do an Instagram Live together, and I'll show the print off ahead of time so you'll have something to do. And, by the way, when you if you can pull that off, that's the trifecta of this whole operation because if you do do the Instagram Live, you get access to all their followers because they'll see that this account is on live. So I would I would do that. That's number one. Number two, though, do, you cannot do it um, just on a one-off basis and think you're going to nail it, right? Because what's going to happen is there's, there's some that are out there that have huge follower accounts and some that have less follower accounts, and you don't know which one has the followers that you're concerned with, right, the people that would potentially buy your art. So you have to make a mental commitment and say, you know what, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it five times. I'm going to do it five times, and I'm, I'm willing to give away five prints, or I'm willing to pay the fee if I'm not going to do the print giveaway five times. And what you'll do in that situation is, yeah, one will be a dud, maybe two will be a dud, maybe one will be in the middle, and then one will just be a home run. And if you go at it just once, the odds are not good that you're going to find the home run on the first one, I don't, unless you have that kind of luck. I don't have that kind of luck in personal life. But you do it the five times, you'll find a winner. And then the goal is, once you find a winner, develop a really awesome relationship so you can go back to the well once a quarter, right? Once a quarter all, all year long. And then especially go back to the well 
when you have a big sale going on and you have everything all guns blazing, discounts, everything else. So that's what I would say on it, but totally, totally uh, like the idea. Yeah, and Kelly, this, this, you know, what we're talking about here is, is there's a playbook for this that we have, okay? And it's what I was referring to earlier. It's the Facebook group slash Instagram account, um, you know, approaching them. Uh, and it's in the show notes. Uh, and it's in the ideas of how to generate leads. What's happening to you is this is like a reverse of it, where the, instead of what we're telling everybody to do is to find these accounts and contact them and do this. Right. You've got the reverse happening where they've contacted you. I'm a little suspicious. And uh, the reason being is because you can go to websites like Fiverr and buy followers, and these guys can buy these followers and make it look like their account is legitimate and it's not, and then they're just going around and they're taking advantage of people like you. So what I would do is ask them for maybe five referrals, you know? I went and started looking at because they have a different uh, variety of things. It's not just art, and I I would think that that those sites that are primarily just art, most of the people following them are other artists, and that's not really who I want to be marketing to. So this one has a variety of things that they're posting, and it's called Interiors for You, I believe. So I started going back and looking at some of the other art that they posted, and I went to those people's Instagram, and they're saying they guarantee, you know, 500 followers with, with if you post once with them or something like that. But I went on to one person's um, Instagram who had posted with them previously, and they only had about 300 followers. So I'm thinking it's probably not the most legitimate. Yeah, I, I would, I, I would, I would probably watch out until you are able to verify with at least one or two other artists, you know, or photographers like you that they've done it and it worked. Okay. Yeah, so that's what I would do. That brings up a really good point too. Is like you can just go back and see some of the art that they shared earlier, and then go to those accounts, send that person exactly. an DM. Hey, did you get any traction on this? But this is also to my earlier point, where you have to do it five times. The reality is, is that there's so many of these people that are out there, and you know, a lot of them have huge followings. But for you guys, all, you know, two or three people that would end up becoming collectors and buy five or six pieces over the next 20 years, all of a sudden, that is a tremendous ROI if you can pull it off, right? So you have to do it a couple of times, like, you know. Even, You're even talking about outreaching, though, not them coming to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, either or. Like, the, the point is, like, they could have bought a bunch of followers. They could they could have – they have these little, like, Instagram groups where the rules are anytime you do a post in the group, everyone in the group has to like it. I can't remember what they're called. They're called Farms. There's there's there's, there's a name for it. Anyway, I'll just yeah. in a second. So there's, there's so much shenanigans that goes on, right? And, you know – I have a buddy, okay, that, that I did help him out with some marketing. He's a friend, grew up with him, and he paid an Instagram influencer that has 3 million followers, 15000 bucks. didn't sell a single solitary thing, sold zero, not one sale off, like, multiple posts and stories. And those stories are out there, right? So, like, why did he lose? He, he, he probably could have made it, but he lost because he just went all in on one guy. You have to do the five, right? You have to do the five, have the basis for comparison, and, and, and I think it would really work. So, yeah. yeah, and Pat mentioned, you know, like uh, the print giveaway, like doing a give, like the giveaway with these people. Um, that's in the playbook. Um, he said $150 to $200 per giveaway. That is not what it will cost. Um, I just want to make this clear. When you are doing a lot of these, you should look at doing a giveaway of a photo paper, you know, print potentially. And if you don't know whether this thing might have to ship international, you should definitely have it be a rolled print, not like a frame or, you know, a stretched canvas, uh, unless you want to. But 
the shipping on that is going to go up. You know, shipping a rolled print is very, very cheap. And it's like a fixed price no matter what the size is. So if you offer like, you can, you can offer like a 20 by 30 photo paper print and even like a watercolor paper, like the one we were just talking about, there's a breathing color 600 MT and there's also a Kodak um, smooth fine art paper on graphic. Both of those are on graphic that are really competitive. Um, and you know, a 20 by 30 is a really good size print, but it might only cost you like $25. You know what I mean? So, you should look at what's a good offering and then try to do a lot of these, you know? And uh, and that, that way you're not going too all in on one and you're, you're getting a lot of lines in the water. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Great Thank question, you. though. Thank you. Good question, Kelly. Thanks. Okay, Mark, you're up. Hey, Mark. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah. You can hear me? Yeah, oh, I got I got some headsets on here. I wasn't sure if the mic worked or not. But, uh... I have uh, been wanting to kind of get a little bit of a quick review from you guys about my stats. And I think I talked to you once before about what I've been up to. And uh, I started doing your recommended procedure about romance marketing, you know, maybe do an ad here and there and uh, keep up with that. And I've had really good success with that. And like in the last month, I've had over uh, 220 emails sign up for my Mailchimp account. Excellent. But, but so, you know, but if I gave you some information here, I could do it because I'm looking at my phone here and I pulled it up on my phone, so you guys wouldn't have to pull it up. But I'm trying to pull it up uh, as you're talking. But go ahead. Um, let's just say, like, uh, with all this effort that I've been doing, I, I've noticed a vast increase in terms of the interaction I get from people. And I only started doing this about the middle of February, I think. Okay. End of January. And uh, my staff has gone really through the roof, kind of, compared to what happened when I first started. I mean, wasn't getting any activity. Mark, is there any chance you could – I think if you unzip your zipper a little bit, so it's, I think it's catching your microphone. Oh, okay. touch, So we can hear you better. There you go. I'll just yeah. pull it out. There oh, yeah. Much better. Okay. Much better. Thank you. I gave you the uh, gold chains here. <laughs> anyway, uh, go ahead. I'm looking at my stats here, and uh, one of the things that I'm looking at here is just what I get from my emails. And, I, you know, in the last month, I've had 226 sessions. 50% of them are new. Contact created conversion rate is like 50%. Shopping page visit conversion rate is 66, and uh, product buying page is 34, and then you get to add to cart, it's only 0.88%, and then checkout conversion is zero. So I'm curious about, you know, if you guys think of there's a way that I can increase that, those last two conversions. I'm pulling it up so I can see what you're seeing. I was looking at uh, the fourth quarter of last year. Okay, so I'm, I'm just looking at all of this year. Is that what you're looking at? No, I'm looking at, uh, I think, the last month. Let me see here. Yeah, the start date was 229, and the end date is 401. It should be okay either way. Um, but, uh, Pat, should I share my screen here? Yeah, would be great. Okay. 
Okay, can you guys see this? Yep, we got it. Yep. Okay. That looks familiar. Yeah, so I'm just looking at 2020 because there's more data here, so all that stuff should show up anyway. So, um, you're, you know, this is in, it's interesting how your email list um, is opting in again because they're already on your email list, you know? Well, what happens is that's a result of the contest. Oh, I see. I'm running. Got uh, it. You know, I get, I get people that are already on my email list that are signing up. Got it. But, but I actually have 200. And eleven, I think, new emails since the beginning of. Well, what is, this, what is this? What is this mobile? This M dot Facebook? What are those ads? Uh, I did make an ad on Facebook here that was like a, I only paid twenty five dollars for it and it ran for five days. I mean, all of your Facebook traffic, like for everyone watching, like this is real, really good numbers, right? Like you want this to be five percent or higher. And when I look at all three of your Facebooks, everybody's going to have that. You know, you've got the M stands for mobile. Um, there's the regular Facebook and the L. Pat, do you know what the, what is the L again? Yeah, it's it's sort of a, a, mix, a mixed up bag how they send it all. And I don't even think they ever send it all cleanly. So you, you pretty much just have to look at it an entity. Mobile is definitely the mobile. I'll, I'll, I'll Google. I can't remember. I've Googled in the past, but I don't, I don't, I don't think any stocks would be put in the, anything aside from the M dot. But in general, like, all of your Facebook is converting really, really well, you know? Um, and that's a really good sign. So whatever you're doing there, like, just keep doing it. Keep doing it. I know I'm not answering yeah, your exact question. I'm just telling you what I see. Well, it's, yeah, it's mostly uh, daily posts. Sometimes I post fun stuff. Like, I posted a video that I made in a gallery showing I did a while back. Kind of a vanity post. Mm -hmm. uh, pictures that I've done and don't put any links on them to my website. I kind of find that when I put a link in there, that sometimes Facebook cuts the feed off on those. At least that's my opinion. <laughs> no, it's not opinion. It's fact. It doesn't mean you yeah. don't do it, but yeah. I don't like so, it. I'm concerned that your direct traffic, you know, right here isn't, isn't getting any add to carts because that should be like some of your most qualified traffic. That's a little weird. Pat, give me thoughts on that. Say it again. I was his direct his direct traffic is getting no add to carts. Yeah, very well, very well could be a lot of him. Um, I, we've said this before, Taylor. Get a link to this thing again in the show notes. But there, this, this, this is the thing though, is that like just there's so a comment section that blocked it. Just just so you know that like the the art storefront app, if you're if you're logged in, it's blocking you regardless. So. That that little, that little Chrome extension is not going to add that much extra, but it's good to have. Yeah, got it. So um, if it's not him, then you know it's a little concerning that nobody's buying on that. That that's that's your direct traffic. I mean, so this is interesting here. Um, you've got a lot of you've got a lot of metal options and a lot of paper options, way more than and the acrylic, way more than I like to see. Um, yeah, you know, I've, I've gotten some comments from people that it's been kind of confusing to go to your buying page, and I've been I've been thinking about doing two things, and one of them is to reduce the number of options here on the buying page, and then the other thing is to consolidate all my images into a you know a, a larger collection, so when they scroll through them, there's there's not so many categories. Yeah, that might help. Um, I, I, I see, I'm not in love when people change all of these because I know that they work, you know, by default, but 
I'm okay with that if you if you really feel like it's helping you. Um, the, yeah, I, the, the media. I don't really know well. for sure. I did a thing where I I made notes on all the make changes that I made every like I make changes once a month. And yeah. I make notes about what I did, and I see if there's any kind of difference. But I think there's a conglomerate of things that are happening that are changing the way. That's that's the started. problem, you know. That or like that could be a problem, but. I don't think that that necessarily, like what I, like you say print image on, image size, choose additional style. I, I don't think there's anything that's just stopping people there, but right off the bat, I think, you know, we, we take for granted, and especially somebody like you who's, you know, been, been printing art or photography for a while, right? Yeah. Um, you said you were a breathing color customer since 2005 or in 2005? Yeah, I've been. Because I've been printing on breathing color papers, yeah, since about 2005, 2006. That's awesome. That that's that warms my heart. Yeah, that warms my heart. And I I actually I've tried quite a few different papers, but I kind of settled on the Optical One because I like yeah. its crispness and its velvety look. I think it's just a gorgeous paper. Uh, yeah, but so I also print on I also print on some Moab papers too. But yeah, so the the thing is, is that you know. You know these papers and these products inside and out, and so do I, and so does usually most photographers and artists, and we take for granted how little the consumer knows. And so if yeah. you hit them with, like, smooth fine art paper three, that it has, right, like textured fine art paper, satin fine art paper, they're already like, wait, 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 like, like which one is the right, you know, the right one? And especially if they don't know you and they're not able to talk to you right off the bat and, like, you know, it, it's really enough to stop somebody right in their track. Now you've got canvas gallery wraps here, but then you've got canvas prints, and then you've got, you know, a bunch of different acrylic options. You've got a bunch of different metal options. And so that could be stopping them right in their tracks right there, you know? And so I always say one art paper, maybe one photo paper if you want to have one, but one art paper, um, textured or smooth, uh, one metal, you know, one – uh, uh, canvas, if I didn't say that already, um, acrylic and wood, if you want to offer that and if they, if your fulfillment partner has it. And that's basically yeah. it. I think Bay Photo does offer it. But yeah, yeah I think so, that's a good way to look at it. Um, I don't, uh, I think so, yeah, the sizes, you're fine. I, I always recommend, I mean, you cut this down pretty significantly. Um, yeah. I would, I have no problem personally having like 10 to 12 sizes. I don't think it's hurting you, but like just going from low to high, just to make sure that you're, you're not missing anything that uh, somebody might want in between. You, 70 by 30 is pretty good. Like that's pretty big. Um, yeah. I, I think you're pretty good. I think you're good there. That's the only comment I have though right here is when I see that um, the ad to cart rate is lower um, than what it should be. Um, have you seen the uh, art sales funnel checklist, Mark? Yeah. Okay. Um, because I need to look at it in a little more depth. <laughs> yeah, you. I would look at the product buying page conversion rate because I want to make sure. I'm trying to think off the top of my head whether this should be like whether like the numbers you have here are good. They may be good, and if they are good, then you want to look at the add to cart conversion rate. And normally, when you have a problem here, it's because something it might be confusing right around here, you know? Or it could be a pricing. It could be a pricing issue. It could be a confusion issue. Um, and that's really all I see. I mean, 
I think I don't mind anything else on here uh, aside from like I mean all of this these opt-ins look really good. In fact, they almost look too good. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I would I would probably make that change and just keep going, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll go ahead and make less options in terms of the media, and then more more size options. Make a note of what I did and look at it again in a month and see what see how that works. Yeah. I I I think your idea is great. I've sort of heard that from other people mention that. So yeah, it's been that's helpful. Very good. Okay. Uh, next so month. thanks okay. you guys. You guys are great. No yeah. problem, Mark. Thank you. Good to see you. Okay. All right, Stephen, you're next. You're up. Okay. Stephen, what's your question? Um, I have several questions. I've actually, um, 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 oh, wait a second. I'm, uh, there. You see me? Can you see me? Uh, we're looking at your foot. Oh, oh, it's, I got the camera reversed. Sorry about that. Wait a second. How do you reverse the camera? Uh, camera, oh, switch camera. There you go. You see me now? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Look, I've, I've taken, your uh, idea of getting the Instagram influencers. I've been on Instagram. I got 13 of them out. Uh, Gas Bomb Girl got back to me. She was gracious enough to be. I've been kind of like. First of all, good job on that. Well, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I, I got to learn how to use the tools, and I have to be adept at that because part of the game is, is pivoting and, and, and hitting the market. But here's. I've gotten one response Gas Bomb Girl said she's she's too busy to take that on um uh but she likes my work she looked at my my work so i mean i can't be too uh disappointed in that um that's my initial okay so now um uh, i'm looking at my my figures have been lately in the last three weeks of like i was getting 500 now it sucks it's like i'm and the 200 and, or, and, but there's some things that I don't understand. I have a, I'm noticing I have a lower bounce rate, okay? But people aren't, when I get the lower bounce rate, I find that people aren't spending as much time on my, on my site. Yeah, but also, Stephen, you don't have, you don't have enough traffic to really be worrying about those statistics yet. It's just, it, it, it's, it's the phrase called statistical significance. You, if yeah, you yeah. don't have enough, it's, it's all you're doing is misleading yourself. Okay, so okay, that the the thing is, so the one thing I'm looking then I should be looking at is visits. Yeah, and, and opt-ins to your email list. And opt-ins, and I'm getting no. I was getting like one percent, two percent on a couple of, of channels. Now that's gone to zero. So you know, I don't know if it's just the COVID stuff or 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 what's happening, but it's just, it's dropped, and I was kind of like getting a foothold, but I kind of like have backslid a little bit, but um, on the I don't think so. I think you just got to keep, you just got to keep moving forward. You just got to keep adding more and keep going after, you know, yeah. that's it. I, I'm doing, I'm just finishing, uh, you know, how I did that um, survey asking which uh, image that I wanted my viewers to pick, and I've gone through the next stage. I've done a time-lapse. I finished a time-lapse painting of it. I'm going to put that up today. And um, 
the next part of it is introducing the giveaway, you know. So I'm going to I'm gonna give away a print of that, which means I have to get a proof out real quick, you know. But I think I can do it within the time frame and get it to the people. You know, I, I don't think that's a problem. Um, I mean, just I don't know wh- how else to put it, but I'm, I'm kind of like just trying to follow the playbook and, and, and do it. I mean, I've been at this since August, and, you know, it's kind of, you know, I just have to be grindingly efficient and um, disciplined about it. It's, I guess it's rinse and repeat, and I haven't done that enough. But you know, keep, uh, any thoughts? Keep going, keep going after that list. Keep going after it. That's all. That's all there is, right? Like yeah, you gotta, it, it, it takes time. It, it takes, takes time. time. Yeah, you gotta you gotta keep moving. You gotta get people to opt in. If you can't, and you've exhausted everything, then you're at the end of your road at some point, right? But you've got to exhaust everything and keep going. And just it, it is what it is, right? I mean, I don't think my work sucks. I mean. You see my work. I mean, right? People have sold stuff like that before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the thing that I'm in a disadvantage is, is I can't do the live thing right now, which is kind of frustrating. I've actually gone to, like, on Main Street, all these little galleries and photo galleries. Uh, one guy that had a, a big refinishing furniture business that also put galleries said if I printed up a big piece, he would put it in my and, – and, and framed it. Which it probably cost me three hundred bucks. He would show it in his in his store. So you know, it, uh, it's the shoe leather. I'm 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 doing that, but I can't do a lot of that right now. Yeah, exactly. So like your your biggest disadvantage, more than likely, because you're in Venice Beach. We know you're in Venice. Um, is that you can't get out in person? Yes, right, because of the yeah. pandemic. That because there is a thriving like show market and in person market from in all of Southern California, right? But yeah. here's what I want to say is you got one no from some person on that tactic. Go get 30 no's. You know what okay. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. we need a lot more no's. Like, we haven't gotten anywhere yet, you know? Like, you got to pound that pavement online and find those groups and find those people and find the ones who want to share your art, you know? And, and I know there's a, there's a niche. I know that's a niche. I know people like for sure, there's surf art, there's wave art, there's all sorts of stuff like that. Like contact every single one of them that you can find, you know, with that well, offer. My next thing that I'm tac- uh, tactic is I'm going to try to also get the interior designers involved. I have a few interior designers on my list. I think I'm established enough that I can approach them and 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 say that. So that's another thing. And um, yeah, that's the same thing too. Like you want to contact like 50 of those. You know what I mean? By email, like write a one-off email yeah. to each one, call them, you know? Yeah. I, I believe you because when I broke into the entertainment industry of, in architecture, I sold um, uh, I sent out 100 packages of, of my full-color work and everything, and three people called back. One person hired me, and that was my entree. And for the next 10 years, I, uh, that's how I got my lead. I, I started off there, and I, I branched out. So. Yeah, you know, I'm just – so a year is not even really enough time to even get established from your experience, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it's not that it's a year. It's that, you know, you got to focus on the right things, like, right as quickly as possible. Like, if you had – if it were me and I were in your shoes, I would literally get up tomorrow and I would contact 100 probable group owners. I'm a little crazy, though. 
you know? And then on Sunday, I, I like that. 100 more. And then on Monday, I contact 100 more. Yeah, I would just never stop because I realized that I want to put, I want to do all that stuff up front because that's the only way that this is, you know, that this is going to happen, right? And so you got to, it's like, you know, you think about sales, right? Like you got to get to like, you know, 20 no's to get a yes sometimes, right? Or whatever that quantity is. And so the longer that you take to do that, the longer it's just going to take. And that's why I'm just telling everybody, like, you got to hammer that list and you got to just really outreach and spend your time on that. So I think you've got the right things going right now. Like, you totally have the right thoughts. I would just say, like, just really do that a lot, do a lot more of it, you know? But good questions and keep keep plugging away. Keep plugging away. Um, okay, Betty, you're up next. Betty Frank's going to unmute you right now. All right. Hello. Hey, Betty, hey, how are you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Um, I'm in California. So Me too. doing well at home. Um, so my question is this. Um, it has to do with MailChimp, and I'm trying to figure out an answer. Um, last Saturday, I did a live online session. And uh, because I wasn't able, I had to reschedule my Albuquerque workshop that I did, um, push that out to October. So I ended up doing a, a live online session, second one I've done this year, and it was super successful, uh, which I was really pleased with. But one of the issues I ran into is that um, a number of folks couldn't get my emails because they are listed as, um, what is that word? Um, they are getting uh, oh, transactional emails only. And I'm trying to figure, are you guys familiar with that? Yeah. So yes. they're, they're marked in there as transactional emails only. They, they couldn't get my emails. Um, I cannot figure out how did they get that way because my sign-up process, if you go to my website, it's Betty Krause Art, um, is you have to check a box that says, I agree to um, – to allow, you know, to receive emails from you. And then there's a couple of other options, like if you want to know about my local events and also about my workshops. So I can't figure out how to fix this. Any help that you can offer? Yeah, this is definitely um, – I want I want our support team to get on this right away. Um, I see Giovanna's on here, and uh, I think Emily's on here too probably. Um, hey, guys – oh, yeah, she is. Um, can you guys uh, reach out to Betty? Can we have someone reach out to Betty right away? And then uh, we just need to test that and just run through the whole loop for Betty and just see what happens. Like okay. if they come into MailChimp as transactional or not, like from our storefronts. Um, okay. and then, well, it's not all of them. It's just it was a handful of them, and that's what makes it so much harder to figure out. Um, why, why is it just these few? Like one person just signed up at the beginning of March. I know that. I, I've seen that happen. I or I like. I think I've seen that happen. Like if if like they go to unsubscribe or something, and then they're given the option. Like, do you want to like unsubscribe from the re- regular list? But Emily, Emily's saying she knows how to fix this. Hold on. Hold okay. On. Emily, I'm unmuting you. Go ahead. Great. Hey, Betty, we'll give you a call. This is easier to do over a screen share. Um, okay. It should only take about five minutes or so, and we'll fix it. And we'll go over those contacts with you and just see. You know, if there's anything that stands out to us, but I think I know what's going on, so no worries. We'll we'll email you right now and figure out a good time. Okay, thanks, Emily. Again, of it's course. Betty. It's Betty Krause Art. Got it. Thanks, Betty. Thanks, Betty, are you before I let you go, Betty? Are you the one doing the the live workshops that you're charging for? Yes. 
I love that. I love yeah, that. I love that too. So, Did wait. you guys, I heard you guys say that you get a, a ticker that tells you that you're getting sales. And I'm thinking, yeah, you probably saw a lot of them coming in from me this past week and a half. Yeah, I, I, you, you've been selling the online one, right? Yeah, so what I did was, I did this also back in January. I did a live, it's called Paint with Betty. It's a two-hour session on Zoom. Uh, Zoom is not the best platform. I'm going to look for another one uh, because it it was quite the nightmare. But um, once it worked, it worked. And um, basically what I did was I, um, in January, my price was higher. But because I had to move my Albuquerque workshop and push it out to October, I thought, you know, I'm going to do another live online session, and I'm going to do it at half the price because I know a lot of people are out of work and they're very stressed out, but yet at the same time, they need a little bit of art relief. So um, for my for the folks on my email list, um, it was $25. I, have, um, I had about 3,000 people on that list, um, and I sold about – how many did I sell to them? I have a list. I wrote it down somewhere. Um, anyway, I think I did about 200 in sales to them. And then the remain, uh, then it went up to $35. Um, they had four days to sign up at 25 Then it went up to 35 And then on my social media, um, on Instagram especially, because I have a really large following there, I posted it for 35 uh, for four days, and then it went up to 45 um, so I did over 10,000 in sales. Whoa. Amazing. For the two hour session, which was two and a half hours, but that's okay. Um, I also recorded it. I learned from my January session that, um, Zoom is kind of a low quality, um, uh, when you save it to their local servers. Yeah. So I recorded it on my camcorder and this time I uploaded it to my YouTube channel as a private link. For only folks who um, who purchased it, and the quality is so much nicer. So awesome. I had two cameras. I had my camcorder, and then I had a webcam uh, mm-hmm. playing at the same time. So I had quite the setup um, with lights and everything. But um, yeah, so so it was it was great, and um, I've got people asking for another one. So I'll probably do another one um, in about a month or so. But um, I love art storefronts, but you guys are making this part of my job difficult, and that is that when I have a product like this, I need a specific email to go out to these folks that that says, here's your link for the live, you know, join me here, but I have to manually do this. So um, I really worked hard for that, for that money. Um, it was um, an administrative um, nightmare to do it all. So um, I wish there was a better solution. So that it makes it a little bit easier because I know right now it's just one generic email that goes out. If you make a sale, it's just one email. Um, so I would love, you know, an opportunity to be able to customize my emails so that if I sell a print, it's one thing. If I sell an actual piece of or um, a piece of artwork, um, an original, I'd like to do a different one. And then if I sell my workshop, I'd like to do yet a third uh, type of email. So I'll pass that along. Yeah, no, that's been that's that that topic has been discussed kind of widely internally, um, and it's it's uh, I don't know what the status necessarily of of it is, um, but you know, especially at this time, like a lot of people are pivoting and doing a lot of creative right, stuff right. to make money. 
So I think it's um, a little bit more relevant than any other time, even though it's relevant anyway, right? Because, yeah. I mean, we're all about at art storefronts, like, we are all about, like, you know, you guys making money however you make money, right? Like, we have this new feature that we released recently, like, to upload the print. Like, you know what I mean, where you can, like, essentially be your own print shop. That will apply to some people and others it won't, but it doesn't matter because it's like you'll sell your art. You might sell your your services like you are. Um, the same thing might happen for a photographer, like, you know, doing different types of shoots. So so it makes sense. Um, we we'll, we'll, we hear you. We All definitely right. hear you. So I want you to know that. You guys um, are good at that. <laughs> yeah. And we, you know, obviously we, there's no shortage of features that we release. And uh, it's, I can assure you it's on the list and we hear you. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So we'll keep you posted. Okay. And also, also too, Betty, on the, um, when Emily sends you that email, CC me on it, Emily, and then, like, I can help you with all the tech stuff because we're so far in the weeds with all that. I can tell you exactly cool. what you need in terms of the setup to make your life significantly easier. So. Cool. Thank uh, you. Know yeah. Um, great question. Congrats, though. I love that creativity. I think it's an amazing product to sell. I really do. Um, okay. Next is Laura. You're up again. I'm going to unmute you right now. Laura, go ahead. Nope, not yet. Something weird going on. You have to you have to get that mic thing that you did last time. Okay, there you go. Okay, hi. Um, <clears throat> thanks again for doing this. Learning a lot. So, quick question. First of all, um, I had asked this a while back when I first signed up. Could you guys do an audit on some of our sites? For example, all my artwork is um, the Sumai Ink style watercolorish for and black and white type portraits. And I'd like to get recommendations on what materials will look best on it. I got some samples. The acrylic looked beautiful. The metal print looked cool and the canvas. But I'm just, you know, getting more guidance on what materials and stuff would look the best on it. I had to kind of shoot from the dark. And hearing somebody else that said their black and white looked really great on it. I wasn't sure about how much should it be the high gloss or the, you know, dull gloss on it, just from you guys knowing the materials and knowing what really pops the best on that? Is that something that you guys are thinking of going into on some of our sites and making recommendations on, you know, <clears throat> what materials would, would look best? And then – sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, believe it or not, I've never been asked that question, usually because the artist has, has their own opinion on what they think looks best. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because, well, I mean, because you have all the flavors. You know, if you want like high pop, then you go for the glossiest stuff that that is. Yeah, awesome. but I think that it doesn't always translate that way because my art is very stripped down. If you go to um, popofpaper.com, you'll see that it's all custom pet portraits. It's all black and white, and there's a lot of grays, and it's more about the technique. P o p o s p a p e r. I'm going there right now. Okay. So I do this through my ink Japanese style, and it's all black and white. And because it's 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 so stark, it's really the the strokes and the technique that kind of pops it out. And so um, I was a little disappointed with the um, uh, what was I gonna get? Um, the paper prints are the same paper prints. I realized I can go with the lower level quality paper, and that's fine. Yes, right there. So if you click on those portraits, they're beautiful. Thank you. So, um, so it's capturing a pet cheese. As you can see, there isn't much on there. It's very minimal. So I found that on the acrylic with that super bright white, it's really beautiful and feels high end. 
But um, on the metal, I did get the metal print. It didn't have that kind of pop, and I wasn't sure if it was because I didn't have a higher glass sheen. You know, it's more going outside of my scope. Right. So what metal print did you get? Did you get this metal clear gloss? Yes, the one that's down. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, that, that, I would, I would not, I would go for the white gloss. White gloss? Okay, yeah. so that's what I'm talking about. Like, the white gloss is totally different. It's just, it's going to be more like the acrylic. Okay, yeah, great. So that's what I had asked way back to um, get that type of feedback. So then when I did get my sample from your recommendation, then I could have that to use that. So that was kind of the type of guidance that I wanted. And then also, I'm not sure that the wood would really work for my artwork. You know? Yeah, I don't know either. Um, so you might deactivate that. It's up to you. I mean, you'd have to really see one and look. like Because if it's fine, if you're okay with it, I would offer it. Okay. You know? Because for interior designers, for any, you want to give yourself like the maximum opportunity you mm -hmm. know, for any type of sale. The things that I don't like on here, though, that I think you might want to consider changing is yeah. there's too many papers, there's too many yeah. pieces. This description yeah. is way too long. I like, I think you got to just pick the canvas that you believe is best for your customer mm -hmm. and go with that. Okay. Like, okay. And, and, and also, when it comes to, like, the economy canvas or a, or a regular, like, archival canvas, right? Because it's, yeah. it's, really, it's really what there is. There's really, like, economy and then there's premium and, like, yeah. premium. Uh -huh. um, I would, uh, if you are okay with the economy canvas, it's more about your cost and yeah. what you're okay with than mm -hmm. anything else. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm going to go with the economy. Then should I go with a high gloss for this? Or should it be the um, matte? You mean you're, so you're not going to go with the economy? Is that what you said? No, you know, I, I want to go with the economy. So just okay, so there's only one economy option, and I think it's a, it's kind of a satin, like okay. which is a semi-gloss. Okay, and that's the one that I got, and I was happy with that. Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah, okay, and that's and, perfect. and then I wouldn't call it economy canvas. I would just call it canvas. Okay. That's your customer, good. your customer doesn't need to know that you're saving money on that canvas. Yeah. You know, they just need to know it's Canvas, it's, it's TMI, it's too much information, right? Yeah. Um, yep. and, and then on the paper, you know, I, I don't I wouldn't, I don't know if I would, well, I guess you might want to offer the economy matte photo paper, but I would just call it a matte photo paper. Okay. Oh, the and then, okay, matte photo paper. The other thing that I realized that is that I also got a, uh, I got the metallic paper thinking that that would really, be similar to the metal itself, and it wasn't. You couldn't tell the difference. No, and that's, that's, what, that's what I was talking about. Like, I would have loved to that that kind of guidance to saying what my product will, will look good on certain papers. So I felt like I spent money on items that was, a, to me, a total waste because it's expertise that you guys would have known that would have said, no, I just like with the metal, you recommended to have the white clear gloss that will make it pop. I would, have told you, I, would have, I would have told you to, to buy the metallic paper. Okay. I, I I don't know why you don't like it. I personally love that paper. It's all subjective. Yeah, I couldn't, to be honest, when I saw it, and that's what I'm talking about with the artwork. When I looked at it with my artwork, it looked exactly the same as it did with regular, with a, with a semi-gloss paper um, option that I had gotten as well. I could not tell the difference. And so that's why I felt very disappointed because I thought I would be able to see the difference between them. That's where I think the art affects what it what it looks like. So that, that was kind of a little bit of a learning curve. 
Yeah, I think I think the main point there is that like what I like is going to be completely different from what you like, and that's why you just want to offer like the the range of roughly five media types, and that's it. Because you know, pick the best canvas, pick the best photo paper. You know, if if you if you're going to have one, pick the pick one fine art paper. You know, pick and then pick one metal and a wood and acrylic if you're going to offer it. Okay. And then one other question. I do a lot of craft fairs, and so I, what I really liked on the site was that you have that option on the right when you go into the pages where you can click, and it gives you the little downloadable piece that you can print out that people can have that has a QR code, and then mm. you can print out. Right. So my question on that, though, is that being I'm a graphic designer by day, and um, I don't feel like I have enough design ability to move to, for example, the images are too small. It's like I can't control how the typography and how the descriptions are going to look like. It's just a very tiny bit of my photo, you know, then the words are really big, and then the QR code. I think I would like to redesign that. I was wondering if there's a way or template that you guys can come up with where we can do it and print it out like, put four on an eight and a half by 11 sheet and then I can just cut it really quickly and have those there. Cause I think the whole point of that you were saying, which I thought was brilliant was that we could print out these sales sheets, quote unquote sales sheets, that's what I'm calling them, that I can put them into the bag or it can be out and people can scan them when they're there. I could even have mini posters of that with a scan and they can scan right there and it takes them to the site. Which one are you referring to? Are you referring to the, you can, you can like, the product selling sheet or yes. the catalog? Yes. Yeah, so the product selling sheet when you Okay, go did you notice did you notice that um since you're a graphic designer this could be useful for you? If you if you're on if you're editing any product in the site manager and you mm -hmm. scroll down to the very bottom on the info tab, there's okay. the QR code is there. It's oh. alone, isolated. And so you okay. can grab that and like that's what okay. I usually do is like I copy that, throw it right into Photoshop, and then you okay. can create your own little title card or whatever you want. Okay, perfect. Yeah, because I thought that was really brilliant that you're able to do that, you know, and then having yeah. it, which would also print out smaller sheets of that, put that into people's bags when they're buying. They don't need to know about it, and then when they're home, they go, oh, this is cool, and then they could scan the QR code, exactly. and that's another touch point to get them onto your site. Yeah. Okay, I, awesome. Thank you. By the way, so did you create all this work? Yes, I did. That's all awesome. Of I, I, I personally love it. Thank you so much. So You're I've been welcome. getting a lot of feedback on it, so I'm just trying to get um, traction on it. And You're I'm like, great. thank you. I have 14,000 followers. People that see me, like, they've never seen anything like it before, but I'm having a hard time, like, making those online sales. And, you know, so, but I think it's because I'm not doing the Facebook ads, and I'm a little bit concerned about spending money on ads when given the economy and I'm a freelancer by day and I do this on the side. So I'm just trying to figure out where to best use my money, the little that I have, you know, and with the way the economy is right now, I'm, I'm not quite sure, like, should I hold on to my money and just kind of hope the free stuff that I'm doing on Instagram is pushing enough people yes. and just constantly tell my story and just try to get them to understand my process and that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, we've, we've talked to, quite a few here uh, of people doing like pet uh, painting, custom portraits, things like that. I mean, Pat, I could just kick this over to you. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, I, I think I, you could dabble with the ads, but I would be, I think that if you have not fully exhausted this contacting of Facebook groups and Instagram accounts playbook that we have, 
like okay. you you should exhaust that to you know the nth degree as far as you can take it and okay. i without repeating it like the playbook is in there it's in, it'll be in the show notes and it's in the pandemic response kit and it's in the ideas to generate leads because you can target so well because you're doing like pet portraits you should be able to take this really far okay thank you so much you're welcome thanks Art. I'm utterly amazed at like the sheer number of artists that the pet niche supports. It's like insane. It's 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 massive. I remember I remember learning early in my career in this industry. I don't know, three years in. I've been in the art industry for 20 years now, maybe more. Um, that like there's like three genres that sell better than anything else, and it's like first of all, it's families, like family photos, family art, family you know commissions, things like that, and then the second one is pets. You know, so like if those are the top two, if you can play in that area, you know, that's there's a ton of volume. For sure. Okay, Deborah, you're up next. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and unmute you. Go ahead, Deborah. Hi guys. Hey Deborah. So I have a question about the new um print to upload feature. Mm-hmm. Um I've got it launched from my website and um I sent it to a couple of friends just to get their feedback and such. And um so the question I got from somebody was why are your fine art prints um, so much more expensive than the the ones that I upload with my family and pets, et cetera, if they are on the same media, you know, coming from the same printer, aren't um, art prints just photos too? Why is there a difference in price? And I didn't quite know <laughs> the best answer. I mean, that's fascinating. <laughs> it's your art. It's your product. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, I, I kind of told her, well, so when you're, when you're, up, you know, when you're getting my stuff, you're also uh, paying for a bit of my, you know, my creativity, my work that I did, et cetera. But her, the way she was seeing it, and I'm, I'm guessing others would too, is that this is just a picture of something on paper or canvas or whatever. Why am I paying more for it? So um, I guess I didn't have a good enough pitch. Yeah, and I don't think you're going to get that very often. I think, I mean, any logical person knows that your art has value. It's like the, the photograph of them and then their image is theirs. It doesn't have value to anybody but them, you know? I, I, um, I guess some people just, oh, this person anyhow, you know, wasn't, you know, couldn't see it that way. Yeah, it, it just doesn't make sense, right? Like, because, I mean, I, I could show you a Peter Lick photograph that's printed on the same metallic paper that you guys are probably using, you know, and it's, that thing is like $10,000, right? So, uh, and you could also buy, you can also upload the print right now and get one for $40. So that seems like, I don't know, I, I don't know who, the, if the person was, you know, um, I, I, you know, savvy enough or I, you don't even have to be that savvy. It's just like art obviously has value and it's, it's your art, it's your creativity. Um, that's that's if you, what I tried to. Before. Yeah, if you're really concerned about it and you and you find that this happens a lot, then don't offer the same media type on your upload to the print store as you do on your art. Well, that that will be kind of difficult, though. I think um, I just I agree. I, I think it's it, you know it, it, your art has value because it's yours. You set the price. You know what I mean? Well, I, so that's what I said. So I guess that's the right thing. I wasn't sure if there was something else I should be um, you know I should be saying, but yeah, if you yeah, that, that's what I think. That's what I think you say. Okay. And so I have a um, um, another quick question about media. Um, so I have 
right now, both on, on the acrylic media, both the quarter inch and one sixteenth inch. And um, just wondering if there's one of those that I could eliminate. Is there one that's better than the other or more popular? Just trying to, to hone down my number of, you know, my number of media that I, that I offer. I think the one quarter inch is uh, more popular. Okay. So you could eliminate the one sixteenth. The one sixteenth is, I think it's a slightly cheaper option. It, it, is, a, it is a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So just go with a quarter inch. You, if you want to eliminate one, you could. I would go with the quarter probably, just to just because it's much more common. Yeah. Okay. And on the um, it's the same thing on the on the on my printer blood store. I have uh, three canvases: the standard canvas, then the premium matte, and the premium glossy. Um, I'm wondering if I could also eliminate the premiums and just stay with the standard because I find the quality is pretty good from yeah. what I've got. So I just have one canvas. Um, yeah, I, if, 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 if you feel that way, then I would probably do that because I think people will be less – they don't really know. <laughs> it's funny. Right. Like, people don't really know when something is glossy or matte most of the time, like, unless you bring it up, you yeah. know. It's just the art is the art and the picture is the picture. So, you know – yeah, I, I would do that. Yeah. Okay. Because I think Thanks, people um, have said that they're just having too many too many options. It's confusing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can always bring them back, but I would try that. Okay. Um, great questions. All right, we're to Temi. Temi, you're unmuted. Go ahead. Hi guys, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Just great. Um, Thanks for doing this. Um, I just want to explain a few things. I'm a homeschool mom, so I really don't have the time to do the shows and stuff that you all have been recommending, and I understand the rationale behind them. And prior to returning to art, I've been an occupational therapist for over 25 years, so a lot of people know me as a therapist. So now that I'm back into art, a lot of people are surprised. They love my work, and uh, which is good. And I'm pretty good at doing the one-on-one. -on -one conversations where I talk about my art, what uh, my mission is, etc. And it's been working. Now, lately, I had to change the design of my website because I'm kind of, um, how can I put it, I'm a little bit anal. I noticed that a lot of people had signed up last year when I was doing the free giveaways, mm -hmm. but they were signing up because they wanted the giveaway. And I realized that these people aren't going to buy anything. So, and when I did send my, when I did send out my emails, excuse me, a lot of them were unsubscribing, which is fine by me. I really don't care. Like, unsubscribe, that's good. You're one less person I have to worry about. Sorry for that attitude, but I don't dwell on it. So now I'm having more people sign up. It's slow, but these are quality people that I know will eventually buy something from me because I know them personally. The question that I have is, a couple of them have been onto the website, and they say that I've actually been asked this: Why is your work so cheap? It's hard to fathom when they use the word cheap, and I know they're trying to use the word inexpensive. And what I explain to them is, oh, it's just the print you're getting; you're not getting it framed. And they were very dismissive. So then I changed my website around, whereby I provided with the frame, and I had some people that actually liked it with the framing. So now what I'm doing is I'm providing the prints with the framing. Mind you, I know the people that I'm targeting. The question is, I cannot change the recalculation or the recalculate button on the website and the back end. It's still giving the original price. So for example, the paper prints with the matting, they look beautiful. I actually have one at home. People have seen it. Let's say the starting price is 150 
the when you go on my website, it shows $47 as a starting price, which is a – Have you talked to the technical support team about this? Yes, I have a couple okay. of times. Emily and Giovanna, can you guys uh, escalate this? Um, we, we can't handle technical questions on here. Yeah, I just wanted to bring it out, Betty. I'm sorry I had to do oh, no that worries. way. No <laughs> I'm sorry. So we'll, we'll escalate this, and we'll figure out what the deal is. Okay, and another thing, I, I want to – can you look at my site quickly, or do we do this later on to tell me, is am I doing it the right way? Because you guys have recommended do not have a large banner. But oh, then okay. You know, you've what, what's, your, what's your website address? Um, Tenny Fine Arts with an S.com. And I had a large banner on my main page before, and I think I put that large banner on the collections page, the screen, um, so that – This is beautiful. So that – it's a year doing this in the middle of the night while you're homeschooling during the day. My kids are upstairs. Now. Okay, so, yeah, so you do have – so you've got the, you, the – the lead capture just popped up, and you've got the uh, – you've got a giveaway here. This is yeah. what you want to have as the um, the best practices is to have the twenty percent off here or fifteen okay. percent off. But okay. you're right because if you do it this way and you don't have, like the reason you have to have the twenty the the discount the first order discount is because it will qualify every bit of traffic that comes to the site because people aren't usually ready to buy art like on the spot and they will later right. But if you okay. give them a first time discount opportunity and they take it that you know that in their mind they may buy at some point, right? Okay. To be honest, I just changed this three days ago. So I've yeah. had this, I had it before, so I just changed it around too. Okay. I love your logo. Uh, beautiful. I did it myself. Great. Uh, it's beautiful. I love it. Super high-end. I would move it up. You can do that in the theme editor to not I lose can't. I'm struggling with it. They'll help you. The, the technical okay. team will, will do it for you. They'll help you. Okay. Um, if you're going to have a billboard, this is how you do it. So good okay. job because right. it's not taking a bunch of real estate, you know, okay. um, and and you're getting right into your art. So, you know, I would prefer, you notice like this above the fold, I'm not seeing your art yet. So, yeah. you know, that's if the, I can move it up. It's the argument to get away from this. I don't think this is adding much value to you, this billboard, okay. you know. So it's your call, but if you get rid of it, it's done. Problem solved. All this art will be there. Like you'll see it like in the middle of the screen, right when you land on the site. And that's okay. what I would like. That's that's what I think is really good. This is really good. This okay. is really good. You know, and when people were asking you about your your pricing, um, I mean, was it just a matter of like I, I want to look at your media types? Sometimes, like I mean, I look. Yeah, you can see right there. Yeah, okay, so you got, so it's 169, um, and, and you're not offering it without a frame now? Yeah, I am offering, the, the paper prints have to, I, I'm sorry to use the word, have to be framed. Because I just, personally, I've received, I've been to certain events where they gave me the paper print, and I just tossed it in the room. I didn't even care how much I spent on it. You can offer matted, where it comes in a mat. You know, it's pretty nice. Like, it's, it's, it's like in a, a, you know how like a mat in a frame, but it'll just come yeah. in like a white mat. And do they have to go to the store and frame it once they receive it? They can't. It's not ready to hang. Uh, correct. Yeah, they'd have to buy a frame. You know, or See, something. That, like that. These the people I'm talking about have their like their offices, their um, businesses. 
So when I talk to them, okay. it's basically in relation to, you know, how my artwork will benefit them and their clientele and their patients. So That's I fine. basically advertise, you receive it, it's ready to hang, take it out of the box, put it on the wall, you know, in your office. Gotcha. So that's a pretty quick sales pitch, and they like that aspect of it. Gotcha. Then I think you're fine. I like what I see. Okay. I think I, the only thing I would say here is, like, you got – I mean, if you, like, if that's the case, I would probably deactivate this canvas print because this is a loose canvas. Yeah. Do you know why I did that? Um, I do. I I made a sale a couple of weeks ago to um, a client in the UK, and it just made more sense to have the print sent in mm. a scroll, not a scroll. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the two. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, which I think I reported in the in the group that they had received it, and thank God it had rained and they hadn't packaged it properly, but it wasn't damaged. Thank God. But they sent another one to her. Um, so I'm just doing that for my UK clients, and now I'm having to deal with the whole customs thing because they're not aware that they have to pay extra to receive their stuff. So um, I, I don't know if I should just totally cancel the idea of selling to people in the UK because of this. I'm just praying about it or just listening to you guys right now. To yeah, I would I would post that. I would if people have gone through that before. I would just post it in the group in the in okay. the small wins group and see what other people do. You should add it into your terms. If it's not there already, and then you it's can... fair. It's fair. Okay. So I don't think yeah. they're reading it. <laughs> yeah, you could put it somewhere a little bit more uh, prominent, you know, okay. um, and stuff like that. And and there's there's ways to handle it gracefully too when you get an okay. order. Um, okay. But that's a perfect thing to discuss with the other members. All right. God bless you. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Okay. Um, getting back up here. Mute. All right, Kim Winberry, you're up. Uh, you're unmuted. Hello. How are you? Good. I just launched my site last Friday. Mm-hmm. Very excited. Had, Good job. I had a had a technical audit, went through everything. I've actually started uh, my giveaway, my doing the new website promotion. Fantastic. Yep. I've reached into every pond I could find, from LinkedIn to Instagram to Facebook to Pinterest to everything, and I've got. 18 new subscribers on my my email, 26 new contacts in my art storefront, and I've got my first sale. Yes. Hey, congrats. congrats. So I'm I'm very excited, and um, I just I wanted to share, and I wanted to you know maybe if if you guys wouldn't mind taking a look at your site. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? It's waterplusinc.com. Water plus. And do this. Yeah, do the share again. Yeah. Okay, so you put the giveaway on the lead capture. Right, and I just saw that that's probably not what I should have done. Yeah. So, yeah. That's okay. You can change it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so, like, if you're going to use the billboard, you know, like, this size is good. And the fact that you're showing, like, what is this, six of your images on here, I like that. Because then I'm not as concerned with, the, you know, these being below the fold. Right. You know, so I, I'm, I'm cool with it. Um, cool. I think you've done a great job. It's, I was a lot of sleepless nights. 
I like your font selection. It just kind of fits your art. Right. Um, this one's cool. I don't know if these are a little too light. If you change the background color on these, or right. oh, it might be the uh, it's the font, it's the white on yeah, here. Yeah, I, I need to. Yeah. Yeah, I would just darken that up. It's a little hard to see. Um, but again, I would follow that the same instructions that I said about the media types. You right, know? I've got that in my notes. Yeah, one canvas, etc. Love the fact that you got the side-by-side -side products going here. Love it. Um, yeah, not too many sizes. You could have a couple more. 18 by, let me see, 11 by 8, 18 by 13. It's, I don't know why there's such weird sizes. You might jump to, like, 24 by something in there between 18 and 28. It's kind of a big jump of 10 inches, you okay. know? And then you might have like a 30, what, 34 in here between the 40. Okay. That's pretty much it, just to add a few more in there. Right. Um, you're good to go. I mean, I'm loving this. Check out my coloring book. I have a coloring book at the top. This is. Oh, nice. You did an experience page. Beautiful. It, it's... This, look at this, guys. This is, this is great. Interactive coloring book. Oh yeah, you, you were telling about that, telling us about that last time. So you can purchase it. So I assume, yeah. So this is going to link to that page, right? On the site where you can buy it. That's perfect. You got a download button for it. How it works, guys. If you haven't seen it, this is what you can do on an experience page. It's a full, full scrolling page. You don't. You can have it so that the, uh, um, the navigation doesn't show as well, if you want to. But it's basically like a way to tell a story, like she is here, ready, aim, zap. This is super cool. That's awesome. And then I did the same thing with my videos. I, I, I started putting up uh, time-lapse videos. Cool. Same oh, I, like in the video section? Yeah. I just started doing that. So, And then I... Very cool. Nice. Yeah, this is, this is great. This is, I mean, we're going to, it's funny, we released the experience pages and it was literally like, I feel like it was the next day that the whole pandemic situation okay. happened. And, yeah. um, or like it really, you know, it, right. it really became a thing. And we had this, all these plans on getting, like, uh, providing all these different examples of how you should use them. And we're going to do it. We're just focusing right. on the marketing right now for the, the, oh, right, the right. Time, right. But right. I'd love to see you doing it because what you're doing is like an example of like how we kind of foresee it in certain cases, like telling the story of a new piece and you have a time lapse video showing it getting created and that, you know what I mean? And right. then you can do all, you can add like four slides on there that really bring somebody in to the whole story. And then at the bottom, you know, there's a link to just go to shop for it, you know? Right. So now I had, um, there's, I, I was able to talk to technical support about putting anchor links and stuff. So I have a gallery up at the top with the images that will be able to pop you down further down to watch the video of that particular piece. So that's, that's kind of not intuitive that being able to put an anchor link in there. I don't, I don't know if that's something that has been asked for or. Uh, if, if you told the tech support team, they handled the, like the feature request queue. 
Well, I just did it myself, but that's what I do during the day. But okay. I just went into the code. <laughs> okay, anchoring. Nice. Well, I, they're on here, so um, if you yeah. guys can jot that down, um, that would be great. But yeah, Kim, you're rocking. I'm I'm thrilled for you. Yep, I'm, just I'm get so marketing. Excited. Get marketing. Yeah, yeah, just keep just keep going on the marketing. You know what to do. You know yep. what to do. All right, thank you. We'll, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Kim. Okay, Meryl's up next, and then if anyone else has questions, raise your hands because uh, she's the last question in the queue currently. Um, but we're 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 certainly take, willing to take as many as possible. Um, okay, Meryl, you're up. Okay, can you hear me? Sure yeah. can. Welcome. Okay, great. Wow. Hi. I'm totally overwhelmed with the last two speakers. Um, I hate to say this, but I'm, I mean, I'm on the site for over a year, but I'm one of those real slow ones. And I listening to your stuff, just do the bare minimum. So I'm starting with all my, um, you know, the calendar stuff. The, mm -hmm. I'm following along, okay? So I had asked a question just on small wins, and they told me to ask it in this forum. Mm -hmm. Okay? But my biggest problem, obviously, is I'm not even on the train. I only have 95 Instagram followers. I only have maybe 210 Facebook followers. I have... Uh, maybe 800 on my MailChimp, but that's, you know, so I'm still way below a qualified thing. But I wanted to ask you about um, putting all of my pictures, uh, my pieces up on the homepage. I didn't know where the, how I was supposed to do that again. I wondered where that tutorial was for that. And in connection with that, I was wondering, I guess if you go to my site, you'll see. I didn't know whether to continue to still have my three categories, still list those as other different shops. And also when I place my pieces on, all on the home page, because I have about 53, and my listing, I, I, I paint in series. I have cars and doors and flora. Uh, do you put them together or mix them? So do you want to go to my site at Merrill Cohen? Art. Yes. MerrillCohen.com? Yeah. Okay. I mean, basically, I live out of the country, so it's not I'm not easy to do any of these um, fairs. Yeah, so to get them all on one page, um, the uh, support team can show you how to do that. Uh, it's basically just a product gallery page with everything on it. Okay. You know? So because I'm not doing any of the, this technical stuff, I'm you know one of yeah. Okay, it's so really easy. It takes helping me. probably okay, one or so, two minutes. So someone will call me and help me do that, upload it. I've uploaded all my pages. If you see them up here in the art shop, I have. Yeah, they'll guide you, they'll guide you how to do that. Um, Emily and Giovanna, if you guys can have uh, somebody reach out to Merrill with that information. Um, yeah, so in, in regards to, like, organizing them, it, it's your yeah. call. I always tend to say, like, you know, I would go – I would rank things by bestseller. Okay. You know, like most popular or bestseller. Okay. Uh, the reason being is because when people are coming to your site, random people that you've never met before and you don't know, you've only got one shot, right? There's this old saying in advertising that is like you've got three seconds to hook them, right? You've got three seconds to hook somebody in an advertisement. And so that first sentence, if you have like a print ad – or the first thing that they see, it's got to be your best, right? Same thing with, like, a TV ad or radio. And so in the case of your website, um, I think it, following that rule is show them your best stuff, 
you know, without making them have to work to see it. So you, you don't want them to have, and, and work on a website, it's clicking, page loads, scrolling, and so forth, right? So the sooner they see your best stuff, the, the sooner well, the odds are that they're going to stay. Okay, but I find that all subjective. Some people just love my cars. Others just love my doors. Others just love my flora. So it's, I haven't been able to really find what my niche kind of is. I Believe it or not, you can't tell, but this is all done with fabric. It's somehow fabric and paint. So it's a very unique style that doesn't show up, at, at, you know, as interestingly with the, um, y- you know, on the web as it does. Yeah. You know, they're very unique. It's all done with fabric. My color box is all fabric. I want to make sure that you're actually. And I, I haven't anybody. It doesn't. Yeah, I mean, my you could go to my statistics. It's really you, you should have you should have at least a description here, and maybe in the in there's a there's a short description and there's a long description. You might want to write this down if somebody else oh. is doing this for you. Okay. Um, in the in the long description, have a couple of real life pictures of what it really does look like close up. Uh huh. Okay. So that we can really understand what you're like, because it just looks like a painting to me, you know, yeah. and it's beautiful. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it's beautiful, yeah. but but that's where you have the opportunity for someone to really grasp, like, what it is, you know? Okay, so there's Art a long or, or short description. That would go in the long description. Okay. Because it's like you can hover over it, and it'll pop up this window, and it's not in your face, but when you hover over it, it people will be able to, like, you could have, you could even have, like, three or four images in there if you want, you know, that okay. um, really get people to understand what it is that you're offering. You don't have that many images, so I, I, I just think that if you don't really have a problem with whether you have how you rank things. If you want to sort them by by category on your homepage, I'm fine with that. It's just not it's not going to be a lot of work for anyone because you just don't have enough, you know. Well, but going back to what you said, give them a, a, a selection right away. That's why I was thinking of not putting all my cards first because what if somebody wanted to see a door and that's three seconds? Yeah, yeah exactly. So that, that's not all. I have 53 pieces. I don't know what you're looking at here. You're only yeah, looking at I'm, I'm basing it off the fact that you told me that there's 53. Yeah, not, yeah. yeah. Some, of them, some of them in America, you could go to the flora or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's 53. So yeah, there's 53. They all can live on your homepage. You can order and them. I, and I should keep the categories under the art shop, Americana, yes. like I had. Yep. Okay. I love it. The... Um, I'd like to see you get a professional logo. Something what? Like what? Go to Fiverr.com. That's what we recommend. F-I-V-E-R-R.com. You can even, you can spend $5 up to 150 depending on the quality of the designer, but you can get something decent for very cheap, even if you only want to spend $5. And and you can, you know, uh, uh, and it'll, it'll raise the bar, you know, like you've got a beautiful website. You got the best technology money can buy. Give yourself a logo. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. So on my statistics, I don't really understand how to really read that much, but it looks like I have a certain conversion. But nobody is going to my shop. I've made one sale off of. Um, I mean, I've made private sales, you know, but I have only made one one sale off my website. Right. Okay. Um. I will. 
So I'm going to start do another giveaway right now, and I don't know whether to run that ad on Facebook. Then I just heard what you said. Sure. I'm going to look at I'm going to look at your statistics while we're talking. But I mean, generally, I'm going to guess what's happening, and there's yeah. not enough traffic because it's everybody's problem. Um, but I'll just confirm that real quick. And so, yeah, hang on one sec. All right, it's running. I mean, you told us not to spend a lot of time on other fancy things, but I could do triptychs. I could cut my pieces, my florals into, you know, two or three pieces, but I wasn't going to do that. Yeah, there's no point. There's no real point in doing that yet. Your entire, your, your entire problem, if you want to call it a problem, but your entire right. focus is on needs to be on traffic and generating emails and all that. I like right. I like that your direct traffic is opting in at almost ten percent. Your Facebook's at almost six. That's fantastic. Like that's a really good start. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what you just need to do is you just need to amplify all of that, right? Like uh, follow the the marketing strategy we've been telling everybody about. That's in it's in the show notes. It's the contacting the Facebook groups and the Instagram accounts. You know. Yeah. And, um, you know, get your art in front of a bunch of new people. And that's why I think doing – right now during the pandemic, we are really hot on that one because you can contact a ton of those different types of accounts, and, and we've got a whole playbook for it, like exactly the way that you want to approach them, um, exactly what you want to do with them. Like you want them to run a giveaway. Like just imagine if you could be running like 10 giveaways at once. Right. Wow. With, yeah. You know, with one account has a thousand, you know, ten thousand followers, and another one has this and that, and and so forth. It's all about just getting more leads into your funnel, right? And right. having more of what I'm seeing here in your statistics happen. Like, if you do that and you're maintaining, you know, a ten percent direct rate, a you know, six percent or a five percent Facebook rate, um, and it's even a little bit higher because you can see this. This Facebook right here, Facebook breaks it out into three different ones. So if you add all of these up and then, you know, you look at your total percentage, like that's why you just want to do more and more of that. And, yes, right here, this product buying page conversion rate, I forget exactly what the number is, but I know that it needs to be higher than this. So you, um, this definitely supports the point of getting them all on one page. So that's a fantastic move. So... Okay, so I think that one of the last things you said was, you know, how to word for your, uh, you know, in this t- trying time for, that's the email you're referring to? That's the game plan you're referring to? I no, that's, uh, the, the, the playbook I'm referring to is contacting Facebook groups, uh, the, the owners or the, the moderator, I forget what they call it, of the Facebook yeah. group that has a lot of followers or, uh, or members. Um, yeah. And when you believe that the pe- that the members in that group are people that sh- would be qualified leads for you, you know, yes. and and you find as many of those that you possibly can, and you do the same thing on Instagram, and we have a playbook that shows you exactly how to do this, and then oh, when huh. you find them, yeah, yeah, we've written a copy for like you'll you'll send a direct message to the the moderator of the group or, or the owner of the Instagram account, and we wrote the copy for how to gracefully ask them to, like, collaborate and do something together. Oh, I didn't see that. So where – where can you send me that it's link? In the, it's in the show notes. Um, oh, okay. Guys, yeah, can you guys link it again in the chat window here on Zoom? 
Um, it'll yeah. be in the show notes. It's also, if you go to the marketing resource vault, uh, it's in the um, uh, ideas for how to generate leads, which is also in the show notes. It's, it's always going to be in the show notes because we're always talking about it. Um, oh. Yeah. Okay. And, Somehow uh, I forgot that. Okay. Yeah, Great. you're going to want – you want that too. You want that okay. too now because yeah. <laughs> right now in the pandemic time, it's all about the digital strategy, which is why we're pushing that one specifically. But you definitely yeah. want to look at that ideas on how to generate leads because it's going to have a lot of other things on there. And I think you being a creative person, you're going to look at that, all of the things that have worked for other art storefronts members, and you'll, you'll either do some of them or you'll come up with your own ideas. But that's yeah. how over time you're going to get a lot more, as I call it, ponds, right? Like I want you to not have one fishing pole in one pond, which is right. what everybody – that's all anybody has if all they're doing is doing a giveaway over and over with the same followers and the same email list that they have. You have right. to get outside of that, right, and have yes. fishing poles and other ponds constantly to be growing your list and your following, and that's how you're getting new eyeballs constantly. And essentially what you're doing when you do that is you're, you're just putting way more people into your sales funnel overall, and it's just a math game, right? The more people you put in, the more sales are going to pop out the bottom. Great. That's what I need. Okay, awesome. I'm going to this one. Thank you so much, Nick. Oh, you got it. Continue your good work. Thank you. Okay, Marie, you're going to be up next. Hold on, let me get you unmuted. Okay, go ahead, Marie. Hi. Hey, um, thanks for doing this. And um, I just wanted to touch base on a question that I had gotten in at the very end on Friday during that four-hour marathon. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. What do you got? I, it took me a while to try to remember what my question even was, but I found my notes. Um, okay, so with this whole COVID-19 thing, my kids are at home, and I wanted to do something for other parents who have kids at home, and kind of a goodwill type thing, so, and I wanted my kids to kind of be involved in it too, so I created this group called Name That Dino, as in Name That Dinosaur. I do a lot of pet portraits and stuff and other whimsical-type creatures, too. Mm -hmm. And so I've gotten a really good response from this group. Like, it seems like I get, like, 300 views every time I do a video. Like, my, we, we're doing a live video every weekday at 4 p.m., and my son, Ben, he's nine. He co-hosts it with me. Way to go, Ben. Yeah, he's doing really great. Um, so it's kind of fun for him, too. And I've had him draw along with me a couple of times. Another time I had him. Um, he's, like, standing right next to me right now. Um, and I've had him read a choose-your-own-adventure book about the dinosaur that I'm drawing. And then the people who are watching – um, they comment their guesses throughout the show while I'm drawing this mystery dinosaur. And then um, at the end, I spell out the dinosaur, and whoever was the first to guess it gets the original sketch, and then I'm going to mail it to them. So my, I guess my question is, is I've been sharing it to – 
my neighborhood group, there's like 700 people in that group. I shared it to my mom's group, there's like a couple hundred people in that. I have like 500 followers on my business page. I have like almost 600 people on my personal page. I'm sharing it to all those things. So my thing is, is that I have not, I initially started it as just something to do to like, that's art related to create goodwill, but should I try to count on it for getting people to go to my website because that's not happening? I don't know if I should do anything to talk people into going over to my website. I've also I also did like a. Um, I mean, I would to answer your question. I would always try to find a way to do that. Right? Like, whether you're branding on something, you know, um, like you're putting your website address on something, or it's very casually at the bottom of whatever you're doing, right? Like at the post, like, you know, um, like, uh, you know, by the way, this is from Maurice, you know, I'm, I'm, this is from Maurice Stevens Art, or I'm Maurice Stevens, you know, Art, and I am a painter, and I do da-da-da-da-da, and if you want to check out my stuff, go here, Right? And it, it might be like the afterthought at the very bottom of the post that you're where you're doing this or wherever you're sending it. But isn't that already implied because I'm doing it from my business Facebook page? The oh, I guess Facebook. I guess you are, but I mean, but but maybe I mean if they're not like, I don't necessarily think so. I like I've been in this situation before, and and I've advocated that we do that because when people are sharing something. Um, that, uh, you know, like, I'll give you an example. We were doing something with, um, with this university fine art project, which is like, it, it's like a, um, it, it, it was for LSU, like the college LSU, and it was uh, a piece of art for LSU. And the, uh, we were doing a giveaway for it, and, um, and it was like on a game day. And so it just got like crazy traction. Mm-hmm. And, but we could tell that people were opting in and it was just, it was just getting traction just on the fact that it was just a game day and it, you know, people were all fired up for the game and all that stuff. And so even though the piece of art was there and it's kind of implied, but the problem was is that like we wanted people to know about what university fine art was, right? And so the next giveaway, we changed it to where we added the language in there to make sure that everybody knew um, that, uh, uh, that, like, we wanted them to know what our brand was and what the company was about and what it was trying to do, you know, so that there was more of a connection there. And we put a link there because I think that, you know, you always should try. I, I'm not saying always, but, but uh, it's like if you're doing a romance post, like every once in a while, you might not want to link back to your site. I tend to want to link back, but I would do it very tastefully. You know? That's what I mean. I don't want them. I don't want everybody to think I'm just doing this. Then don't do it. Obviously, I. Uh-oh. Did we lose you, Marie? But how do yeah. I tactfully do that? I mean, that's the way you do it. You just do it the way that I said, and and like, you know, you just have to have really nice language at the bottom. You know, like at the bottom of the you post? say it, just make it the afterthought and not like at the very top, right? Within the post, like yeah. so, like when you're doing a live broadcast, you can do a post 
description and then say it at the bottom of that? Yeah, yeah, and you could say it, yeah, exactly, and you could say it live too. Like, because another way that you could say it too is like, hey, subscribe to my email list to get notified, you know, if you want to get notified of when I'm doing these, I'm going to try to do them more frequently. And there's actually value in joining your list now, right? Okay. There you I, go. Well, what I did, I guess what I did was I made a group for called Name That Dino. It's so cheesy, but anyway, um, I did a group for it. So that way when I do a live post, if people join the group, I can just share it to the group. But, again, that's not getting them to go to my website or subscribe to my newsletter. But I did um, – I tried to say, okay, even if you don't win the original one, if you want a free download of the one we did today, subscribe to my there you go. thing. But nobody was doing it. Well, then it may not be – I mean, it may not be worth it yet, right? If no one's doing it, then it's, then it's like – the market's telling you that they're just not doing it, right? So it, you might not have the right people that it's reaching yet, but, you know, that's, that's not a bad tactic. I was just going to say, like, have a resource page on your site that you can send people back. There's a reason to go to your site, you know. But I like the idea of, like, having them opt in and sending them back there. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, then it just doesn't, you know. It, it is what it is. Not everything is going to work, you know. Yeah. But that's okay. Um, You're doing a good thing. How do you – what's a tactful way to get people to spread the word? Because, like, okay, there's this group on Facebook that's Hearts for Hope or Hearts for something that just went insanely viral. And, like, I'll try to start groups and nothing happens, and it makes me so mad. <laughs> what yeah, are these people geez. doing? The, the the giveaway type of stuff is this, like I mean the giveaway tactic is sort of like if you think about how we design that like getting people to share it with a friend you know to get extra entries like that those are the typical tactics that create virality you know what I mean um, so you got to have some sort of an incentive to do you know something going on that gets people to want to talk about it or share it okay you know maybe you say if you share it with a friend, I will give you the downloadable thing, right? Oh, like, those cool. are other, like, there, there's there's multiple ways to skin the cat. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. Okay, anything else, Marie? Um, okay, I have one other question really quick. I have another group called, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I think I'm more, like, for me, I'm more, I'm the brand versus I don't have any specific niche. I mean, I do a lot of dog portraits, but I don't want to be just the dog portrait lady. I do them because they sell, and I like doing them, but I do a lot of other things. So to try to segment areas within my Facebook following, I cre I've been creating groups. Like I have the dinosaur thing, and I have another creature named Frank, who is a fox that's made out of tree bark. And I have a, this, this is Frank. How are you doing, Frank? <laughs> and he has his own group where he, like, it's a find Frank group. And I've tried to offer a free download of him that people can cut out and then encourage them to take their own pictures with him and stuff. And then I sell prints 
like fine art prints of him, and I have a whole I have a whole um, collection called Happy Surprises that are all creatures made out of river birch tree bark. And so I'm just wondering, is there a tactful way within a Facebook group to get to share the products and different things that he's on within that group and to get them to go over to the website? I mean, I guess it's probably the same thing as with the dinosaur group, but. Yeah, it is. The, the group, the group game is, you know, it's, it's to have a big viral group takes a ton of work and you know a, a, a decent modicum of luck. I think stick to the stick to the giveaways and stick to the contacting the, the group members and the Instagram members and see if you can do that. That that would that would be our rec, I think. Yes, that's what I would focus on. Okay. Thanks, Marie. Okay, Chris, you're up next. Let's see. Yep. Hi. Eric. You're unmuted. How's it going? Good. How about with you? Good. Good. So my question is, if you have some advice for me on the, looking at my conversion doctor, because mm-hmm. I have, for like the contact created conversion rate, I'm like 0% straight down. But I have percentages on shopping page, visit con- conversion rates, and product buying page conversion rates, add the car conversion rates. So... I'm wondering if looking at that, you have any insights for me on how to course correct. Yeah, Chris, what is your, what's your um, full name? Christopher J. Wesley, W-E-S-L-E-Y. Okay, Chris Wesley, WesleyCreative.com? Yeah, that's my email. Okay, I'm just pulling up your stats so I can see what you're talking about. Share your screen again when you get it up. Okay. All right, pulling it out. Okay, I see what you're talking about here with Facebook. So your primary sources of traffic are Facebook mainly. That's your 80-20. Artisticagenda.com, is that another site of yours? Correct. Okay. And then direct. Um, yeah, and then you got this Facebook here. So let's take a look at your site. Okay. So I'm wondering if the direct is maybe coming from the MailChimp um, emails that I've sent out because recently you posted something that we should be having our Google Analytics um, running on that. So I've changed it to change that, but. That's only been no, your direct is when people your direct oh, okay. is when people like just type in your your address like right oh, into the okay. browser. Oh, okay. Um, and 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 that lead capture tool. How how long have you had that um uh running like that? That's Has it been there the whole time, or did you just activate it recently or something? I've had it going. Um, I would say. I've reinstituted the 20% off in the ah. past. In the what past, was it before? It was join the newsletter for access to, you know, Got behind it. the scenes stuff and things like that. Yeah. So had you have done that, 
had you have had the 20%, the, the best practices the whole time, this contract conversion rate would look differently. Okay. But because it's not there, it's hard to, to tell what's, what's going on um, and whether this traffic is of quality or not. But okay. let's, let's, let's do the best we can. Since Facebook is mainly most of it, what is this Facebook traffic? Is it just general, like, did you do giveaways or anything like that? Or is it ads? Have you been buying ads? Buying ads. Ah, so that's even scarier. So you, 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 if, if you buy ads and you don't have, like, it is even more critical to have the lead capture according to best practices because okay. it's the only way that you know whether that, uh, the traffic that's coming in is of any quality at all. Facebook will gladly send you very bad traffic and make you pay for it. I've done that a lot. I've spent way too much money, wasted way too much money doing that in my past. Um, but the only way to really – you've got a good sign in the fact that they've gone to your product buying page on it, but, you know, it's a little, it's, it's, it's a little suspicious. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Were you sending the traffic directly to a buying page, like to a product page? In some cases. Yeah, because I can see that the shopping page conversion rate, like I'm looking right here, this should not be that low, but this is extremely high, which means you are driving them to a product buying page, clearly. Um, so that might have been part of the problem, too. Unless you were doing some sort of like a specific deal on a specific image, I don't think that would be a great strategy for that. But um, I can tell that you're aggressive. You know, you, you went, you've gone after the ads. How much money have you spent on the ads? Say a few hundred dollars. Oh, okay, that's not too bad. Pat, for somebody in his spot, going right after it, um, he went right into the ads. I mean, he, he should be following this this uh, this playbook instead, correct? Yeah, especially right now. Okay. I, I think you're just going to get more ROI out of the out of the traffic piece. I mean, and you won't have to pay for it either. I I you know I understand like if I was in you know, in, in artist shoes early on and, you know, you're trying to get the ball rolling and you're like, okay, here's this machine that I can give money to and will send me traffic and should work. Seems very intriguing and, like, you know, you've got to get things going. you gotta, you, you got to hustle. But it's really hard to make cold Facebook ads pay if you don't know what you're doing, number one. Number two, it takes a long time and a lot of money to figure out what to do. And number three, if you don't have the follow-up marketing in place, the emailing, you're posting uh, regular content, regular Romans, non-sales content regularly. You're having sales at the right the right time. It's extremely difficult to see the ROI on cold Facebook ads. Extremely difficult. And you know, the years past are littered with consultants that have come in and artists that have tried to pay consultants and they fail miserably. And those guys know what Facebook ads are because it's hard to do. So, big picture, you know, we advocate for these other less conventional ways of of getting things going early on. And it's the same thing at the end of the day. You're investing in your business either way. But we right. think that we think the unconventional ones stand a much better chance, um, a lot less difficult, uh, and you're not reliant on on you know having to learn Facebook, which is which is a complicated beast. But I do, for sure, advocate you know starting right in on Facebook ads to warm traffic early on. But early on, when you don't have any traffic, it's it's you know it's another one of those chicken and the egg scenarios. Yeah, and Chris, I'm just gonna sh- say it just to just while we're here is like I would. Yeah. I would ditch this, if you're cool with it, I would ditch this photo. In, I mean, this, sorry, this piece right here on the lead capture. Um, oh. 
I don't know if you're – are you able to see my screen? Yeah, we got yeah. it. Okay. I just didn't know if he was on a phone call or not. But um, I would just – I would remove this just because I I would love for you to just go, like, like 100% by the book best practices. Like, All right. You know what I mean? Just because, like, I know that it works 100%. You know what I mean? Yep. And I don't, I don't know how this specifically looks like on a phone and how much I need to scroll to get down to get to the email section. Like, I, I don't want that. I don't want you to be, like, coming back, like, three or six months from now, like, Nick, Patrick, you know, like, the numbers, why aren't they good enough on the lead capture? And this image might be part of the reason, you know? Yeah. I can't say that it will. I just think that, you know, because it works without it so well, um, maybe just go – and because you've already spent money and time on Facebook ads and things like that and haven't – and you don't have a lot of emails to show for it, which is really the name of the game. Yeah. Maybe maybe just remove it at least for the time being, right? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I get it. Then from there, then you have a baseline. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And how many images do you have in total, if you had to guess? Between 80 and 100? You may want to – I've been recommending this for a lot of people. Um, and, like, you may want to have all of them on the homepage. I sort of – we've sort of made this a recent best practice where we say if you have 100 or less images, uh -huh. um, put them all on the homepage in, like, bestseller or most popular order the best you can. And the reason for that is very logical. Like, it, it, it's less it's – less, uh, it's, it's a lot less work for the visitor, right, um, which is particularly important if these categories just don't have a lot of images. And when I went into the bestsellers, it only had, like, what did it have in here? I think it had, like, maybe like ten. six or nine. Oh, six or – yeah, exactly. So it had – what is that, six, nine, ten. So it had ten. And it's, if you think about it, like, I think the best way to really wrap your head around this is when you do it on, on your own phone, and you're like, mm -hmm. look how hard it is to, like, just look at, a hundred, like, 80 of your images. Yeah, you've got to have like multiple page loads. They got to go back and forth, back and forth. Whereas, like, it literally, like, if you have 80 or 100 images, they can load your site, scroll down, and in like 10 seconds, see everything with like no work. You know? Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a it's a much better experience doing it that way. I think up front. Okay. But just to be clear, you you know the thing that we're we're advocating, right? Like that the um it, it'll be in the show notes, but it's the it's the tactic of contacting the Facebook group uh, owner, um, uh, moderators and the Instagram accounts that we're yeah. really pushing right now at this time. Yeah, yeah. I've already started doing research on which images I can, like, find a niche for because I'm, like, the brand because the images I cross a bunch of different, um, yep. I guess, themes. Yep. So, yeah, I'm looking at the images where I can start picking out themes and start pitching. Cool. Sounds good. You were posted. Awesome. So I did have one other question. If yeah, you go back to the site, um, I created like a gallery kind of like what some other people have done with uh, the Goodwill. So if you click on the space exploration on the top, so I've been advocating that for people who are doing a safe at home, safer at home, um, that they do an exploration through the eyes of wonder at the space that they live in to kind of make home a little bit less routine. So I was just wondering, you know, with your experience in marketing and stuff, does this even 
sound like a good idea, being things like this to test. Yeah, we're taking a look here. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's beautiful. I see what you're – so I was, I, was, I was looking at this page while you were actually talking. So can you tell me again what you're, what you're trying to do here? So in my romance emails, I'm, I'm suggesting that a project that people can take on while they're doing the safer at home uh, is to start take their mobile phone and start photographing their home, their living space, uh, through the eyes of wonder. So, um, and then towards the bottom, a little further down, there's like ideas for themes that they can use. And it's just something that they can do to take their mind off of basically everything pandemic related and kind of get a different sense of the space they live in. Uh, it's kind of an exercise in gratitude that they can start having gratitude for the space they live in, the fact that they have a place to live. Got it. Okay, and you want to use this as a way of just kind of giving back a bit and getting your name out there more, sort of? Correct. Okay. And what's your question about it? Do things like this seem like a good idea? I think so, if you can get traction on it. Okay. You know, you got to just get it out there and just ship it. Everything's worth the test right now. Everything's worth the test. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, what you might want to do is add another slide in here, maybe with a video of you doing it. Mm -hmm. I don't need to make you do more work because it looks like you've done enough. But um, just to make sure people understand it and, like, can see, like, how cool it is when they're, like, the final product, you know? Yeah. But I think, uh, yeah, I think the, any way that you can do these things and, and ship them, you know, without spending way too much time on it, see if it works. You know, it's kind of the same thing that we were talking with Marie about. She was like, how do I get these things going? It's like, just do it, like, exactly how you're doing it. And if you can get traction, great. If not, move on, you yeah. know. Give it to a new one. But good, good question, Chris, and let us, let us know how it goes. Um, okay, Tiff, you are up next. I'm going to go ahead and unmute you, and it's Tiff spelled T-I-F. Hey. Hey there. So um, my question, mm -hmm. is, um, I made a comment uh, pretty early on in the video. Uh, so I, uh, like everybody else, am kind of shut down when it comes to um, festivals and everything else that's mm -hmm. all over with now. Uh, so I had an idea to do kind of like uh, an ongoing, um, like a 12-week campaign of doing like a one-piece, featured a week and attaching it to some of the uh, charitable organizations that I love and just kind of do like either a sale or an auction with part of the proceeds going towards it with a story about why this piece of painting, you know, this piece goes with this uh, charity. Um, I really, uh, I haven't done a very much marketing, not, not nearly enough. And so it, it's kind of a big undertaking in my mind to do this. But, um, you know, you've answered some of the questions that I have in, in a lot of people's comments today. But I just want to do this kind of, like, consistent campaign across the board on in every avenue. Uh, I don't even know how to undertake this. I just like the idea of it. 
Pat, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think don't overthink it, right? You know, I was I was I was chuckling to myself because you're like, I haven't done anywhere near enough marketing, and and I sat there and hit my head and was like, oh man, I haven't done anywhere near enough marketing either. I don't think you ever stop saying that. Like, you know, like it, it just doesn't go away. Like it's it is it is the gas that drives these businesses, that drives the engine. Like the more you do, the the more successful you're going to be. So don't overthink it. You haven't even gotten started yet. Just just start, you know, pounding the pavement. That's it. You don't, you literally don't need to overthink it. Just get going. Yeah. One week per feature art, you know, that's kind of what I was thinking. But I don't even know, like, do I start with, like, uh, the playbook, like, romance uh, emails and start introducing the idea? Or do I just dive in and say, okay, this week's feature is? Thanks. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. Well, number one, like, set yourself a, a, um, a deadline to get it out, like, today. You're going to yeah. send the email today. Not going to yeah. talk about it. Not going to think about it. Today. Yeah, uh, like you could do either or, just do it. Yeah, I would email. I would email my list first, and with the knowledge that not everybody's going to open it, not everyone's going to see it, it's not going to matter. Uh, uh, send the email, run the thing, see how it goes, measure afterwards. If you got good feedback, keep going, but don't don't run it just once and say, oh, wow, that wasn't that good. You have to you have to give it like three to five times to at least validate whether or not this particular idea is a winner. Um, but it'll 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 be good to just get you get you in the groove to start sending those emails. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Today. <laughs> today. 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 Um, what's the best what's the best time to plant an oak tree thirty years ago? What's the next best time? Today. Yes. Um but good question and let us know how it goes. Sure. Okay. Okay, okay I'm gonna lower your hand. Okay, this one's gonna be interesting because we didn't change your name. So O three six two hundred. I'm gonna unmute you right now, O three six two hundred. I hope you know who you are, O three six two hundred. Are you there? 036200. Everybody yell at once and we'll know who it is then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't think 036200 is still there, so I'm going to go ahead and unmute them or mute them back. Oh, hold on. Let's see. Yeah, that's just not even working, period. Um, hold on, I had on my list. Hold on, I'm here. Oh, 036200. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Um, I'm really new to all this, so I'm asking really dumb questions like how to raise my hand and stuff like that. Yep, um, no worries. But uh, I've been with you for three and a half weeks. My site is live. I, yeah. made a lot of cha- I made a lot of changes to it after you looked at it like a week and a half ago for a mm-hmm. couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love to see what you think now. And I have a really, um, like – personal art question to ask Nick because I I want to do a project where I'm painting on some of my canvas prints that I already own and uh, I just thought well you're an expert Love is, it. It o- is it okay to use acrylic paint on oh, a yeah. canvas print a thousand percent. and um, I like to um, resin it's a fantastic them. product too at the end yeah I'm, I'm very excited about it um, and if I wanted to uh, resin it after I finished painting, is that going to destroy my image at all? It shouldn't. Okay. I would I would maybe test one, a small one first, like the whole way that you plan to do it, just to make sure. Okay, that's you know, I like would maybe buy a, buy a small buy a small canvas print, you know, of something that of the canvas that you that you use that you're going to use, you know, and just do it. Well, I have a whole bunch of canvas prints that I bought before I got in the group, so 
okay. you know, that I've been showing and trying to sell and so on. Did you buy them from us or like through art storefronts? No. Oh, you didn't because the canvases might be different. So, but where did you get them from? You know, I tried a variety of places because some of them were better than others. You're, you're generally going to be fine. I've never heard there be a problem, so I would try it. And I would then, try it. And then, yeah, if then, you do have a problem, it might be the canvas, depending on where you bought it from, because there's a lot of very questionable, like, Chinese import canvases and yes. things like that that are, that are masquerading under different brand names that you don't know about. I do. <laughs> um, in That's fact, it's kind of shocking. I'm not going to name any names. Because I could get in trouble for that, but um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I would just try it. You should be fine. Embellishing canvas is very popular, very common. Okay, great. I'm glad I asked you that question. And usually, you should it should be like a little bit higher of a price point too. A little bit. This is getting oh higher. no, I'll be selling it as an original art piece when it's done. There you go. And offering prints. Awesome. And, um, I, and, I, and I would say as a follow up to that, like you know. Um, Matthew Locker, one of the artists that we have on the platform, he he just created a whole other product category, and he does impasto paint on top of canvas prints or metal. I can't remember if he does metal or not. I have to look at that. But he charges, like, you know, normal print prices, and then the oil on prints, he calls them, starts at, like, 800 bucks and goes up to, like, 1500 bucks, I think, or maybe even 2000 And he's doing incredibly well with them, like, incredibly well, and it gives him – some price point diversity between his originals, which are pretty expensive, and his prints, which are in, you know, normal print prices. And they're allowed to do it on any image they like in the store. And, like, there's a lot of people, especially with him and his work, because it's, you know, this, this impasto that, like, pops way off the canvas. Uh, they end up selling better than his prints do. And, his, and you know, and, he, and, and, and they're, like, four times the cost. So, um, yeah, you painted on the metal. Is that Matthew that you're yeah. talking about? Matthew? Yeah. Yeah, I saw his work. Really, yeah. really nice. Yeah. That's yeah. one of the reasons I got sold on your product. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I like his website a lot. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, Very you cool. can paint on – you should try – like, you could paint on metal, too, which is really interesting. So um, – I'm going to use some of the canvases I already have um, for this idea. It's going to be a series. So mm -hmm. um, cool. when I get finished with that, who knows? Yeah. That's yeah. what I love about art, you know, kind yeah, of – Exactly. And you're, that's what your followers will love, too, right? Yeah. Right. Like going on that journey with you, and like this is such a great like you should just be you should totally like like catalog the whole process, like video the whole process if you can of you going through all of this and share that on your social media and all of that because that works straight up. I mean, you want to talk about Matthew Lockett? He does that, and then he ends up with like a series of paintings, and they're all sold by the time they're done. Right, Pat? Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that idea. Yeah, people will love that, and that's great content for your page and, and for your website and stuff like that, you know, for people to, like, just get, like, just more um, connected to you and the way that you do things. That's that's the whole name of the game. All right, I love that idea. Now, I heard you mention earlier today that um, when somebody was talking about their different materials that they were ordering, they were actually ordering pieces in different materials just to see how they look. Do you really think that's necessary if you get the samples? Because my samples are on the way, and I've already chosen a few things, but I'm just oh, curious. No, no you, see, you get the sample kit, and you see the, the, the swatches with the prints. I mean, it's up to you. 
You know, like, I mean, you can, the, the, the truth of the matter is, is that you could buy like the smallest pieces, like eight by 10 on like every media type. And it's not going to like the five media types, right? You don't need to buy everything. Like I'm, I'm only recommending like offering five, right? Like as I say, like, a, yeah, fine art paper, metal, canvas, whatever, uh, and the other acrylic wood. Um, buy a really small one. I mean, even if, if, if the print, printing company allows you to buy it a six by eight and you're cool with it, do it, you know, but something representative, it's not going to cost you very much, you know, so you could feasibly see everything that you're offering for, I don't know, a hundred dollars, $150. And then you can use those in your giveaways if you want to, you know, like for marketing promotion. So it's, a, it's you can't really lose. And you can, so in that case, you might even want to, you might even want to buy a, a different size. I love that because you want to have your product in your hand, you know, to be able to at least at some time show it to people on Facebook and Instagram where it can live there, where they're seeing the actual physical product and you're able to talk about it and talk about what you love about it. Like that's, 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 that's important. Great. Yeah. Okay. okay. Great. Uh, great so question. I, I um, don't know if you have a couple of minutes and you can just look at my site. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's your, what's your website address? Jackie Robbins Studio. It's R-O-B-B-I-N-S. I thought you were going to say 036200.com. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should start using that. <laughs> Sounds kind of sexy, actually. Yeah. Please just do that every time you're on these and we'll know it's you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, hang on a second. It looks like my internet is – we've got a lot of streaming going on here, so my internet might be a little – Looks like there's oh, something okay. on. Oh, it's not. It's just not fully loading yet. Yeah, there's. Do you have something like a? Do you add some sort of a weird widget on your site that I saw? Maybe no, not. I don't think so. Okay. I, I okay. took cookies off. Don't worry about it. It could be just Zoom with Thank the. You. Thank you for doing that. Because <laughs> <laughs> of you, Pat. <laughs> yeah, Pat. Pat loves that. Um, Actually, I re I really relate to it because I hate it when those things come up. Yeah. I think these uh, the navigation text is like a little too small. Okay. I would go a little bigger, like just this one, you know, these. Okay. Um, how many images do you have total? Well, this is the only thing I didn't follow of your advice because I've got like 500 photographic images and I have about – 250 fine art pieces, obviously not very much of it is loaded up yet, but um, I'm ready to go, and I'll deal with that later. Cool. No problem. So I kind of thought that dividing it into galleries was better, even though one of the tech, tech people, um, by the way, all your people are excellent. Thank you. They're so easy to work with. I really like everybody. Um, you know, I had them load up a product page for me so I could look at it. I thought it looked messy and, you know, not really uh, professional. So I kept the galleries for now. Okay, that's fine. That's your call. I'm checking another site right now from another customer. Something funky is going on here that I don't know why. Um, I want the support team to look at this, if you guys can. 
the, the icons are not showing up on her site. And I'm concerned that there's something that I saw when the page was loading. There's something on here that's stopping that from happening. Um, uh, what do you mean by the icons, Nick? Well, right here, there should be like a little shopping cart icon. Oh. And I noticed it first and foremost on your homepage. Like, you see how there's like a box right here? That's oh, yeah. like, that means there's like an icon that's not loading. That's, but, only, that's only today. I, I've never noticed that. Okay. Before. It might be something going on here on my end, but I loaded another site, another art storefront site, and it's all coming from the same place, and his are loading, like the, oh. uh, the arrow, right? So just it, 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 could, it could just be on my side. If, if you're loading it right now and it's fine, then it's totally fine. Patrick and I have some crazy streaming going on here with this whole workshop we're doing, so it could very well be going no, actually, actually, it's on my load, too, because I have okay. my page up right now. So the support team can, can help troubleshoot that. Okay. Um, I think the, the other the only other piece – I like what I see. The only other piece of advice that I have I've, is, like, I don't really love this $18 price point. Um, I don't oh, know if yeah, you – I took those out on most of mine. Oh, okay. Cool. Like, this was my first one. I haven't done it yet. Okay. No worries. You're good to go. I, I, I've been starting around, like, 40 to $50. Good. I love because it. Because I actually feel, as an artist, that under $50 is is not really um, building my reputation or helping me establish as an artist. Do you, you, you look like you agree with that. I, I just think it's a waste of time otherwise. Like, the, the profit margin isn't there. And, you know, you, you got to make a little bit of money on something to warrant the fact that you might have some customer service you know, involved, um, you want to reach out and talk to the people. I mean, if you're not, I mean, I would, if this is a personal decision, but I wouldn't sell anything less than like $40. You know what I mean? That's kind um, of where I'm at. And, 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 and I have no problem with 50, you know, um, I, I'm in the same camp. Like you could, some people might say 35, like it's pick your poison, right? But there's a certain point where it's like, look, if somebody's going to spend $30, they'll spend 39. You know, and if they'll spend 39, they'll probably spend 42. You know what I mean? So, like, I agree with you. Yeah, my business experience from the past, not in art, but in fashion, was when I sold things that were too cheap, it just ruined my reputation. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I sold very high-end items and uh, that I handcrafted, and if I went too low, it was just like, most people kind of felt like it's not worth it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Glad you guys are on that page with me. One okay. last thing, and then I'll let you go. Mm-hmm. I had my logo made by Fiverr. Fiverr, yeah. Um, nice. I've had, like, some negative feedback on it. Like, it's not really uh, – it's too, like, straightforward. It's not – it doesn't look high-end. What mm-hmm. What's your feeling, just real quick? I think it could be a lot more high. I mean, I think the paintbrush is probably the only thing that's doing that. Okay. Because you have the – and that, that doesn't mean that you have to ditch it, but you can – I don't know exactly what to do with it. I'm not a graphic designer, but my, my thought is you're very close because typically a high-end – high-end design usually has, like, thin fonts, right? Like, black – you know, if you're going all black, which you did, uh, that's good. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're very close – I think your icon, um, I'm going to show it again. 
I think your icon, like this, this like this circle thing, is very nice. Um, but I think if you if you if you have the designer play with this a little bit and like like for example, it might look higher end by simply taking the I can't visually do this uh, taking your icon and and shrinking it and moving it to the left of your name, okay? So it's more of a horizontal uh, logo, and I, and that thing isn't so big and standing out. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's similar too. That's my feedback as well. But you, you, can just, you can you can leave this one too, and and you know because they're so cheap on Fiverr, you can like put another one in with a different designer, and then you know get a basis get a basis for comparison too. Throw it in the group too if you want to get some opinions from some other people. There's some graphic designers in there. And I'm and I'm muted too because oh. I know I, I, I'm I'm the I'm the one that's supposed to be steering the conversations and keeping. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. We get we get later and we get tired and people don't like all to get in. So I'm we're working on it. We're working on the paces. Oh three six uh, two hundred. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Come back. Okay, Kim Zavia, you she didn't figure out how to raise her hand, but she pinged me in the chat. I'm hoping you're still there. Uh, Kim, it's over to you. Yes, yes, I'm here, guys. Hey, Kim. Am I the last one listening? No. Now we still have quite a few. Okay. All right. Quick question. As you know, guys, um, I sell more originals than I sell prints. I sell more around this area. Um, I have a distinct problem that I'm sure many of the other ones have. My solo show in New Orleans at the gallery opened the day that New Orleans closed down. And so I have about 30 paintings that are behind shutter doors at the gallery. All right. But they're also on my website. Now, that's a 50-50 gallery. Of course, it's on Julia Street. Um, I've just finished the two big commissions I have, so I'm at the point where I've got to get rid of these originals. I've yeah. got to sell them. Got any ideas for me that will just whop them? I mean, I can do on the site. I mean, I'm fine with a sale or anything. I had a – I had a – And you can get them, right? Huh? If I, well, I'll have to figure that out because it, and work with the gallery and, and see – but as far as those 30, but I still have, you know, another 60 or so that I'd love to, to get rid of, too. Because I, I, so, I paint so fast, remember? So. Yeah. You know, I would maybe, this could be a opportunity to do an experience page on the site. And how many did you say there are, 30? Oh, gosh, 30 at the gallery. But, you know, I have probably 80. Okay. Yeah, and, and I remember when we talked to you, I mean, you sell originals pretty well, and you sell them well on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So, what you like? What I'm where I'm going with this is I don't. I, it doesn't matter if it's an experience page is how this is done, but I'm thinking like you do some sort of a, you know, I don't know how you name it, but it's like I'm like the gallery is closed because of this, yeah. and because like that's where they are, and because they can't be there and they can't sell, we're running a like I'm doing a sale until these are gone, and this is a one time. If you want a Kim. Zabia piece, like, this is it, you know? And, it, and it's like almost a countdown. Now, with an experience page, you might be able to do something cool where it's like, here's the gallery, like, the gallery, um, all the pieces in it, and you just have them listed one after the other with um, a link to just where they can go and buy it, you know? But it could be a really cool page to drive people to where they can go – um, and see all of those. And now you could do this as a regular page on your site as well, like a product gallery page. Just get them all in there. The gallery does not have a 
um, a website where they sell on the website because they sell so much to tourists that come in and people that come in. And so they don't have it where I could do there. They have to sell it off of my site. Yeah, so you'll have to get – got to get these on there, right? Yeah, oh, they're there. They're there. They're, they're there. on my site. Okay. And are, do you have them – have you created a product gallery page, like a dedicated page with those on them? Um, no, they're under originals. You can go okay. to Kim. So you might want to do that, like, in a, obviously put them where they should go normally. But then in addition, you could create this page just as this, like, promotion page, right? Like, it's what I'm – so that so that way, if you're going to talk about it on Instagram, and with, which is what you should do, you should go where you're already selling to those people and email and all that and all that stuff, you could drive them right to this special page that contains all of the originals that are a part of this gallery bus, whatever. you got to come up with a cool name for it. Pat, do you have any thoughts on that? I think you should the, – the, the video camera that you have right now, I think you should dim the background a little bit, and then it's just you against the black there and be like 30 paintings. Secret location in New Orleans. Yes, exactly. I am going to drive down there with a U-Haul and bust them out. And play it up on play it up on Instagram Live. Yeah, that would be great. If you want to get COVID? Good God, the whole place in New Orleans is eating up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. tell the story and then say, look, you know, this 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 terrible disease dumpster fire of a situation is your gain. I am willing to take the salary split, <laughs> knock the prices down to that level, and fire sale them right now. One week. You know, show a picture of your husband. What is your husband? The mayor, right? Yeah, he's the mayor, but I doubt mayor he has the key to the city of New Orleans. He can get in. We will get these works out, and we are going to jailbreak them for the next week only. Fire sale. That's what I would do. Now, would on, you? On I mean, on Instagram, I would be probably all even. I could probably even talk to the gallery about having them cut too. I mean, the other they have been doing videos, granted, but they're they don't have the followers that I have. So I mean, it would be a. And I share their videos, but it's still not making any difference. You need to, you need to, how many followers do you have again? You have a lot. How many was it? Followers on Instagram? Uh, 2,000 now, yeah. 2,000. Actually, so, yeah. I have, the biggest thing is um, the Facebook followers are, mm-hmm. there's 3,000 on there, and, and I sell there too. So it's, it's a combination between the two. But that's, that's really, and I mean, they're I would all. Tell the story. I would tell the story. I would tell the story on all those platforms, you know, the, literally closed the city the day my gallery opened. You know, their loss is your game. Tell the gallery, like, look, sorry, I'm going to have to sell these things. i got to survive. But as fast as you turn them out, you can you can get some replacements when they get open in June or whenever it's going to be. Okay. But I could do an IG, IGTV. Yeah, yeah. I would do both. I would mm-hmm. do both. Tell the story. Like, tell the story for sure. I completely agree with Pat on this. I think tell the story. Like, you could go on, like, you know, do the whole story, too. Like, don't just do it all in one video. Like, do what he said, which is, like, today – you can tell the story about what happened and just be totally open and honest and genuine about it, right? And yep. then and say, this is what happened. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to keep you guys posted. And then a couple days later, you get all the pieces and then you start showing them. I got them. Here they are. This is going to be the greatest sale ever, right? And then you announce it. And, and then, and then you, you start driving people to them. Could you could you imagine that the, the the truck pulls right up on the gallery? Is it in the French Quarter or is it or just? Uh, it's in the it's in the uh, Arts District on Julia Street. Julia Street. So the U-Haul pulls up. You and the mayor get out in the full hazmat suits, like the whole thing, cocktails, clubs, the seat, and you're just in there loading them in. I mean, I'm telling you, people would people would get behind this thing. Like, oh, absolutely! Live in the U-Haul, the U-Haul, Instagram Live. We're getting them out. 
We're on our way to get him. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, it would play. It would play. You could have a sledgehammer uh, going after the door. Yeah, it would. It would totally. Yeah, work. beating up the, beating down the shutter, and yeah, then I, they wouldn't wrap me anymore. But, you know. Oh, and then I could, and then you know, I could easily work it out with the gallery and pay them a finder's fee or whatever. I'm not, I'm not too worried about that. But how big of a discount we're talking about? Twenty five, thirty? Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, it's a fifty fifty split with the gallery. I'll do the fifty fifty split with you. you yeah, know, you, yeah. You could go that aggressive, or you could say it's a seventy five twenty five split, uh, and you know, I'll, I'll do that with you. But it's time sensitive. Um, and make sure it has an end date and see what happens. But I think okay. I would totally play that story up, and I'm not kidding. And, and as they're selling, one gone, right? Like you, you, yeah. you post it every time. One's gone. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so people are seeing, like, this whole thing is happening where it's like this, this one situation that never happens happens, and <laughs> you're just, you know what I mean? And, and it's going to be fun. That would be a great story. <laughs> you, might well, have, you might have to rent a U-Haul and just drive around the neighborhood. Just say, this is it, we're going to get them. Yeah, and yeah. then. And yeah, exactly. Oh, hey, you don't have to rent a U-Haul. You know? I don't have to rent a U-Haul. I just have to go to the U-Haul place and stand by the truck. Yeah, or you just get, just, if somebody has a minivan or if you guys have a truck or something, you just go and take a, you know, just, just you know, do it for show, right? <laughs> it's, it's you know, we're planning. I have a, I have a, a solo show here, April 21st, which is now called off, and that's when I was going to sell everything that I didn't sell there, which would have been fine, but now that's called off. So, um, okay. All right. This sounds like a fun thing, guys. I think we can do this. I mean, oh, yeah. You can't really play this up. You could say you're getting you're getting daily briefings from the paintings. They've been sending you messages. They're all, <laughs> they're all COVID-free. No one's been in there that's infected. They're waiting for you to come and get them. Show a little previews. I, I would have a blast with it. But you have the personality for it, so which is which yeah, is. Yeah, I can do this. Yeah. yeah. That would be fun. All right, I can do it, guys. You keep your eyes open, okay? Keep All right, you let, us, cool. you let us know because I'll be following this with rapt attention. No, no. Okay. <laughs> All right, thanks. Yeah. Good to see uh, you again. Yeah. Okay. So Becca Watkins couldn't figure out how to raise the hand thing, so she's on here somewhere. I got to find her. All right, Beck. All right, Beck, you're unmuted. You good? I'm good. Um. I was just wondering. Hey, hi, hi. I uh, spent the weekend. By the way, you have a different background every single solitary time. I like that. I like that you're constantly moving around, freshening things up, some different spots here and there. My husband's working from home, so I'm like, "What are you doing out here?" You know. <laughs> so we keep, <laughs> we keep moving. He's doing Zoom, and I'm doing Zoom. So yeah. it's like I'm always restless. I can't I have trouble sitting still. So, uh, so I'm in the back room. Uh, so I have been working on my site. I created. Um, some experience pages, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I should have created the experience page or I should do a standard page. Anyways, I know I asked if you're doing any reviews of sites. I've changed some things since we talked last time. So if you could put your eyes on it, that would be great. I um, created a I, – I took your um, your giveaway page and I turned it into a raffle page, trying to do a raffle. But the problem is, is I can't track if people donated, but then – if I send them to donate first and then email me, I might lose them. So I'm not quite sure how to navigate that. And, and should that be my lead capture tool? Because I was thinking of running a 20% off on my site anyways. What's your site address? Oh, let me see here. Uh, Becca Watkins Art, right there. Oh, I it's okay. sent you to the print, but that's all right. Todd, are you pulling it up or me? I need you to. My whole thing goes wonkus when I do that. Okay. So I was going to do the free art tutorials giveaway, start putting ads on Facebook and Instagram for that, and then um, 
I know you talk about. You know, you know what I was going to say. I won't say. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Well, I was going to do a big sale on the whole thing. So, should my lead capture have twenty percent off also? I think it always should. Oh, okay. I just, I think just because if you okay. if you're doing marketing, if you're not, I mean, if you're obviously you are. So, if you're doing marketing, like just to have your pulse on quality is just so critical. Okay. Well, I'm getting ready to market because I was selling all my a lot of originals, and I haven't really been going from, from my site, but I'm I'm trying to get ready to do that. Okay, is this where you wanted us to go? Yeah, so that's your um, yeah your to win page. But I I want people to donate, but I can't track people to donate. I set up an extra email just to collect people who sign up for this specifically, but. So I'm having people sign up on my lead capture, then I'm having them go away to donate, and then I'm having them sign up to win. Is it kind of a lot? Yeah, it is. I mean, is this thing live already? Well, it's live because I wanted to show you. I haven't – there's no one looking at my site yet. I haven't done much, you know, marketing to my site yet. So. Right, right, right. Um, okay. you, you know, you always have to be careful with friction, but, you know, this is this has got a good cause. I would probably – I would probably just have the donation thing be on the honor system until somebody wins and then say, we'll need to see your donation then. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. th think of any ways that you could just take some friction out of the system, I think is always always a good idea. Yeah, you. All, I mean, I'm also thinking that in a case like this, you might want to use, like, a donation tool, you know? Um, there's third-party, like, if you Google, like, you know, run a – Quick donation or like I mean sorry what is, what's the right terminology? Um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, and and they'll they'll collect the email and take the the the, the funds right on the spot and it'll just be like on one page. Like there's tools, there's third party tools, and you could probably even just embed it onto your site. Like it'll just give you like copy paste code that you can just copy paste right into your site, okay. and and it'll just it'll look like it's like just it just lives right in your site, but those tools are really good at handling, like, what they do, you know? Okay. And, and, it, and it's probably just easier to just do it that way. Okay. And you say run a 20% off on my lead capture, but even when I'm having a sale? Because I thought that people could double use, then they get 60. Uh, no, because uh, if you're – well, if you're running if – you're, if you're doing a, uh, an automatic coupon – then you should you probably should change it for the time that you're running an automatic coupon. Do you know what that is? Like where the yeah. prices are slashed out and they don't have to type in yeah. a code. Yeah. yeah. So um, I mean then then the the lead capture almost like you know like we we recommend people doing that like during the, uh, like Black Friday and the, like during those times. Not now. Right when there's like a, a holiday, not not right now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and so you during that time you can kind of shut it off because it's basically just like closing time. You know, like when when you're running the uh, the automatic coupon, it's like people are just they're seeing the prices right there, and it's like let's go. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, the other thing that you can do is uh, I've seen some people do this because they really want to collect emails and and it's smart. Is you still have the lead capture pop on them. And, uh, but you don't have it send them any extra coupon code. It's already reflected on the site, right? They just feel like they had to do that to get the pricing. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you get the email and they're getting the discount. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You can have a separate one that, like, I think what they do is they have a separate lead capture, like they copy it, um, or I think you can copy a form page. I'm not positive. But they set up a separate one, and then they activate that during the time that they're using the automatic coupon. Okay. And then they just don't have – they turn the email off, so it's not sending them an email with a coupon code. Okay. I see what you mean. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, great. And I like the experience pages. I set up all my tutorials in them. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. we're, we're excited about those. We're going we're gonna to get – we're going to show some crazy stuff on things we recommend doing, but we just – we haven't been able to get to it yet because of this awesome pandemic we're all going through. So <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of lit a fire on all the business plans, right? For the short term. Yeah, that's for sure. Okay. Um, Kim Winberry, I see you have a question, but you, answered, you asked a question already, and I'm going to favor the, the ones that haven't uh, got a question yet, and then we'll circle back to you, okay? But I, I, I saw you. Um, okay, Joe, you're up. Hi there. Hi. I'm new, so I've got lots of pretty basic questions. All good. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I have – I was getting ready to start a site, and I so I got something to go, Daddy. I couldn't get my name um, with a .com, so I got .net. Does that work, or should I just rename myself or add something to my name to get .com? Well, what I'm going to do is have, since these are technical support questions, and this is more of a, like a marketing workshop, uh -huh. um, I'm going to have Emily and or Giovanna from the support team have somebody reach out to you. Um, girls, can you guys – Reach out to uh, Joe. Joe, do you have any marketing questions, or are they mainly just technical? Uh, well, I was curious about – it might be technical. You could, you're obviously recording um, using YouTube, so I was wondering, is that something that I could have attached to my site as well? I guess that's technical. Yes, yes. The answer is yes, and they, they can help you with that. There's tutorials that will show you how to embed a, uh, a YouTube page. Uh, Joe, what's, what's, your, what's your last name? Buck. Do you Buck? Yeah, Joanne Buck. Joanne Buck. Okay. okay. Yep, they've got you. They got you. So okay. they'll, get you they'll get you squared away, and, uh, yeah, congrats. Get live. And yeah, get that live. Everything. Yeah, get, and get going. And we'll, right. um, A question, maybe it's the pricing part I was curious about. One of the reasons I was really excited about this was, is, um, you know, originals versus print prices and being able to get a variety of customers. So I guess I'm wondering what is a good price point, or is, that, is there something? I've been learning so much listening to you guys and just the reading I've been doing, but so I'm painting. I do abstract, but after today I'm thinking maybe I should do some vets as well. Um, but I'm wondering um, about my pricing. Will, will that come out? Will that be obvious once I – I have an idea of what I want, but I guess I need to – get on and see what kind of prints I want to make once I start getting my site together. Yeah, I mean, your pricing ultimately is up to you, but have you sold your art before? Yes, it's locally, and one of the things is that I'm thinking it's going to help me being online. I think that's the step because local is just too small, and it's kind of like 